This podcast was previously recorded on February 10th, 2018. Are we going to be able to hear it now? Hey, yeah. And that's the uh, shit that I like. We got the headphones now. I can hear myself. I feel confident. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Films D Podcast. This is episode six, season two, episode six. I've been calling them takes on line but on the podcast i keep calling them episodes so it's take six not episode six anyway thank you for listening if you're listening in you can subscribe online at filmsd.com today i got my man's chris clark on my left joe walters on my right and our special guest san nicole young filmmaker chicagoan filmmaker hey uh we on facebook live too (laughs) <laughs> Shout out to the viewers. How y'all doing? How I'm y'all good. doing? I'm good. Are you I'm dirt? good, man. I'm, I'm good. Decent. You good? What you been watching online lately, man? Uh, I've been catching up on um since I had since I had to go to work yesterday. I caught up on Black Lightning. Okay. Oh, okay. We, can we talk about that? A we little can bit? talk about that for yes. sure. Yeah. We can Definitely. jump right into that. Kill that Black Panther. <laughs> 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 With the Iron Man headphones on. Hey. What are those? Yeah, Iron Man headphones. That's Iron Man? Okay, yeah. I thought it was like Thanos or some shit. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, Black Lightning. I just, I did not see the latest episode, but I've seen first the first three. What you oh, think okay. about it? I love it. Um, it's pretty good. Um, it has, I mean, the solid storyline of the solid family. Um, you got the underworld. You got the crime. Um, the They're not going over the top with the action sequences. He looks aged. I mean, of course, because he is. But I, I, I love it. I mean, he, he, he got his moves down. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say yeah. I definitely thought he he looked kind of. I was like, this dude was like he looked like he a little. Oh, we gonna see. But like mm-hmm. when during the fight scenes and yeah, stuff, yeah. like it it looked like it was easy. Like he been doing this. Um, and white dude, the uh, white guy, what's his name? Gave him this uh, that handsome oh. suit. I can't remember his name. Um, shoot, the he he works out at the tailor shop or whatever. He been in a lot of stuff too. Um, dang, can't think of his name right now. But uh, yeah, no, I I love it. Um, I ain't gonna lie, part of me like, I, what was it? You haven't seen it though, right? Yeah, I I haven't seen it. I, <sighs> I don't, don't, don't want to give I away gave too you, much. I gave you all the logins and you still ain't used them. <laughs> okay, it's gonna you sound had one weird, job, man. It's gonna sound weird, but I don't like watching like videos on my computer i like no. yeah so all right tech that, man that, that, you, no. you got all the hey. tech equipment to put things together think, you, you could have easily connected it to the i TV think what screen. it really is is he he just has this thing against dc television shows no. oh. i think no, that's no, part no, of no. what it is because no, no. like i've been oh. telling him to watch gotham and arrow he gave up on gotham after I, the I first gave season up, yeah i gave up on mm-hmm. gotham so he gave oh up on no season so, he ain't like, I think, not that I watched it, but I mean, like a lot of people was going crazy about that show. Um, James Ramar is his name. The, okay, the guy yeah. that plays uh, Black Lightning, and his character's name on the show is Peter Gamby. Okay, that's the white guy that yeah I like runs the tailor and makes a suit and gave him a new joint so he can go out there and fight and stay alive at his his True. prime age of forty five. <laughs> <laughs> 45 is the hey, new superhero. Hey, okay. I, hey, we, we got to give a shout out though, cause uh, oh, I can't remember the the character's name, uh, but his daughter, 
his girlfriend on like you see her in like episode two and three. The Asian girl? No, not the Asian girl. The one before the Asian girl. Oh, I don't know. The black girl. I don't know. Um, she's actually an actress from Chicago. Um, that I had the pleasure to meet uh, this past summer. She was real cool, real down to earth. Um, I pray I don't butcher her name. Uh, don't butcher her name. Okay. Well, <laughs> you already came to the table with, bruh. With soul <laughs> hey, foods. Hey man, listen, bro was Food. hungry. I, I was. I Yo, ain't ate Chris all day Clark though. came in here. Damn, <laughs> you know, everybody came minutes late. On blast, bro. Talking about and had a full fledged meal. Mind if I eat? Yo, straight up. I though, mean, he yeah. had fried hey. chicken, meatloaf, macaroni and cheese, greens. No mouth Man, sauce. He fire. had everything on there. Like, what the hell? Where your hot sauce? Hey, wait. Man? First of all, where hey, you, wait. Where your sauces? <laughs> Let me set the record straight. She, she pulled out a bib and everything. By the time this podcast wait, wait, this over, man, man. had a wine hey. bottle and shit. First of all, I when before I came in here, <laughs> I called and asked did anybody want anything. Wait, but I'm that was when the, the cap was not released off of the food. Bruh, so so no one at this table knows there's a hot bar at Mariano's though. <laughs> So like I'm the only listen. I was. We didn't know what condition the food was in when he sat down and asked. This is true, man. Eat. You gotta know what we the thought it was is. like a sandwich and some chips. We didn't think it was gonna be like a full fledged. Even uh, still, I need to know what the Mariano's meal. meal looking like before I pick it up off the uh, hotline. You know, if it's been sitting there for a minute, man. <laughs> this Mariano's over here, hell of they be on point though. It be on, nah, man. It well, ain't nothing like the one in Ravenswood. The one in Ravenswood is the shit. I they got a full one. bar, piano, ba- uh, a quartet in there playing all the time. You can get some wine. You can get some sushi, freshly they got, made. They, that's like every one, though. No, not this one. They ain't even even you the no one sushi. on King Drive on the South they Side. Making they making you got... no sushi off the bar? I'm talking oh. about they got a, you know, they got employee, a cook just dedicated to cooking. You know, he got a hat oh. on like me mm. back there. <laughs> 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 they got a dude. They got another dude. That anything you buy, like from the uh, like poultry, meat, steaks, any right. of that shit, they just throw it on the grill and cook it for you right there on the spot. They do that every one of them. Though. Not this one. This is what I'm talking about. Hey, they wack as hell. There, I'm sorry. Like even the one on the south side do that. Nah, this one don't do half of that shit, man. They got all man. The one off King Drive is hooked up. They just stepped their game up with their organic section. So man. they they behind, but they gonna get there hopefully. Hopefully. Um, before Amazon take over everything. Amazon is what's up. Yeah, I, I, I just used Amazon to get uh, our latest uh, device to be able to listen to ourselves as we record this podcast. You know, we getting a little speech therapy on, you know. Is this like a plug for Amazon? No, nah, I just wanted to acknowledge that, you know, that's where I get my products from, man. I can give Sears a plug, too. Sears just got a partnership oh with God. a new platform called Fubo. Bruh. <laughs> he, Bruh. He, he used to work for Sears and he would let like he would always plug Sears like, like any conversation like if you're talking about food or something, you know. Hey man, it was my employer. I had I had I had to make sure But the you money weren't paid to plug them. You was <laughs> you know. Like you didn't have to. Like Hey, how do, what does Jay Z say? You know, house divided mm, falls, mm, mm. you know, so I I'm uh, with, Abraham I'm with, Lincoln said it first, but you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. So but Jay Z only it, only freedom fighter I acknowledge is Jay Z. Hey, I get y'all right. five dollars, y'all. Um, y'all get this. Uh, get her name. Her name right. right? <laughs> Which one, man? Your phone's so dark I can't see nothing. Bro, I forgot. You got like we need to get. Your I'm looking at shake. the same thing you, you said that last time, and everybody else saw. So right here, it's like 
Shine, Mom Premier. Okay. You got it right. She can correct us if we get it wrong. Yeah, please don't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) You know her? Yeah, I got a chance to meet her. Uh, She came to one of my improv shows over the summer. We had that run at uh, the Playground Theater. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine, uh, Tavia Mm -hmm. Woods, uh, she brought her through, um, and she had a good time. So hopefully, you know, you slide through again when we have another show or whatever, and come through on the podcast, man. But anyway, uh, yeah, just had to give a shout out. She's Chicago talent, all of that. So, yeah. You got, to coor- you got to coordinate that on your behalf if that's you want her on the podcast, that's, that's man. True. You want a chance to I'm rap have, her on I'm the podcast, to... but niggas ain't willing to go to Chatham to see the movie together with them. Hey, like first that. of all, you know, chance it's saying you know the studio grill is uh, in social works, and Chance the Rapper is putting on a production of uh, Black Panther next Friday. That right? has not been confirmed, man. Oh, really? We, yes, just, it has. Yes, right. It's, who is confirmed by? I so ain't seen it. The, it's on. It's on their. It's on Studio Grill's website. It's on social work. Website. It's on right, social media. It's on Sun Times. So saying this is this is the this, this has a been an ongoing debate yeah. behind this one. Okay. Uh, when when the um, Black Panther tickets first went on presale, uh-huh. I you know was trying to hurry up and scoop up tickets for you know a group of us to go. Right. And so I finally found one at a theater that's actually not too far from here. Um, but when I was trying to get the tickets, um, the, the I was looking. Eighty seven was one of those spaces places I was looking at, but it had like sold out. Mm-hmm. You know. And pretty much even downtown and all that, and so I found some actually not too far from here, and I, you know, I'm I'm stuck on those tickets. Like I don't want to give them up. Right. Because people had, can't find tickets. Rich yeah. wants to, she wants us to go to the to the one on 87th. Um, you know, still, and I wouldn't mind doing it. It's just that I'm afraid of you know losing. You know, like. Trying. You know, Look, man, the tickets. I show. I just sent you a link the, the other day. A Fidango to let you know that there was more seats available, and this is what I was Bro, telling y'all but if, if in the last case, podcast. No, I told thing. y'all you should have looked that, at the t- if you saw seats there, you should have got them, and then he would have been okay with letting. No, I go. said, Joe, he go to tickets. He's like, I'm not about to uh, return my tickets. I got my tickets already. Okay. I was like, Dude, it's right. seats. It's theaters. Like they got the whole theater is theirs and shit. And ten seconds later, he you know texts me back tells tells me that the five thirty yeah the five the seats I had picked for the five thirty were gone but the five and the ten still had seats mm-hmm. so but whatever man yeah. it, that, there's our chance to meet chance yeah well, first of all like um, you talking to <laughs> I don't know if that was me or not no nah, I I think nah, it's just heavy so. yeah that yeah, cable was pulling heavy. at it bro oh okay yeah. but um. First, first yeah. of all, like, hey. Chance be everywhere. I'm sure we will have a chance to see Chance. Yeah, no, nah, he might show up at one of your improv shows. You never know. He, that's true. He might, because, because we, we never we, say never. Right. I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm so kidding. I'm still, whatever. <laughs> hey, listen, if y'all don't know, hey, if y'all don't know about preach improv, man, check us out, man. Like, I, I didn't. We do it for the Who love. Who came up with that name? That sound dope. Uh, TJ Medell and Terrence Carey are the two founders of, of Preach and okay. our particular improv form. We mix uh, spoken word poetry with improvised sketch. Uh, you should invite sketch. them to the podcast, man. Y'all making anything online content? Group. That's well, what yeah. we're, that's Just what we the founders. Actually, we don't need the whole group. Yeah, because I mean, it's like 12 of us in total. Like, we out here. Um, 
Yeah, no, I definitely had to come through. Actually, we're working on right now. We're in that planning phase of mm -hmm. making online content because we've done a lot of shows. We've done Second City. We've done IO. We've done uh, Noyance Theater. We've done Playground. Like we we've been out here. We did the Detroit Improv Fest. We did the L.A. Diversity Improv Fest. Um, next month we'll be in at the Floodwater Comedy Fest. I think in Iowa. Um, yeah, we we've been busy, man. Like I'm, I've been pleasantly surprised with like the the opportunities we've been getting. So mm -hmm. yeah, chance might you know he he might just be somewhere. It's a possibility. Like, hey. Always. Um. So yo, Super Bowl was this past week. Mad commercials came on. We uh started to talk about them on the podcast, but didn't. Um. We what was there? The Star Wars trailer. It was a partial trailer. Bruh. Had Donald Glover all draped out and dripped up. Bruh, he was so fly. It was like, it was <laughs> He ridiculous. had the perfectionist haircut, fresh Man. out of the 70s. Flawless. <laughs> he, 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 I only know for that haircut because I wore it once in a play I was in. I, <laughs> I did some research and found out all these different 70s haircuts, and I was like, give me that one. Hey, that, Mine was hey, busted he, he though. Was flat though man. I'm, Mine I'm was looking. busted for a reason though. I, I wasn't. I wasn't in Star Wars. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, nah. So did you see the full trailer the following day though? Did you see any other Sam? No, I didn't watch it at all. I didn't watch any of it. You didn't even watch it. No. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I respect that. Um, is I there a reason have, why, I, or you were no, no, preoccupied? It's, it's, no, it's no particular you're not reason protesting? why. No, not protesting at all. Um, I just. You know, well, a little piece of me didn't really want to support Justin Timberlake. <laughs> That's real. Just I think small, like a I, small piece. I mean, it was Janet Appreciation Day on yeah, online all day. Yeah, just a little small piece of me was yeah, like, I was, Justin I was Timberlake. Sweet Janet Jackson videos. Even stuff. though I heard Justin Timberlake did a fantastic job. Who told you that? <laughs> no, seriously. I'm sorry, I, I sound like uh, the people, king off of Coming to America. Who told you that? No, it was some people that said that mm -hmm. he did phenomenal. I mean. Mm. It, it might have just mean. not been his time, but I mean, there was I mean, a lot some of some people. Are the up. funny part fans. to me was just the that fact he, did. he didn't perform any of the new songs from his new album. Oh, well, like oh, that right. means exactly. clearly you not you you know your album not hot. hot. It's not nah, hot. Yeah. Nah, yeah, it's not hot. So I mean, but uh, in any case, uh, I was kind of reluctant to watch because of the whole Janet thing and how he kind of. You know, mm -hmm. slur slid his way out of that when he was kind of as responsible as she was and should have been as right. apologetic as she was. And right. I felt like she carried that burden on her own and he kind of just stepped away yeah, with his I mean, hands clean. Was, yeah, and he was the one that, you know. That yeah, played. he was the one that took it off. So yeah. how are you not, how are you innocent? Like, right. you know, you know, so. Um, but you know, needless to say, um, but that's the history. I didn't NFL. have, a, I didn't have a like real stake in not watching. I just was like, ah, it's the Super Bowl. The NFL is truly an enabler of everything crooked with like just male, <laughs> the, the uh, patriarchal <laughs> culture. Crooked. No, everything crooked with pr uh, patriarchal culture, man. You know, they, uh, they care nothing about, you know, uh, the me too i mean things of that nature uh they you well know, yeah they, they only care about their money they yeah, care about breast cancer really awareness month and that's the money. end of it like that's all pretty much um and they're but, a non-profit which i found i mean uh yeah non -profit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they are yeah um man we are too <laughs> 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 right um but uh yeah man so but did y'all see the trailer 
I yeah, saw the full trailer afterwards. I actually didn't see the full one yet. Okay. Wait, the full trailer of what? Star Wars. Solo. Uh, oh Han no, Solo. no, I haven't seen it. I okay. haven't seen the full trailer. Okay. Um, it. I mean, it didn't really add on to anything other than at the end of the trailer, there is this image of them and um, the Millennium Falcon flying into what appears like a humongous octopus. Or oh, I did see that. Okay, okay I did see that? it. Yeah, 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 that was the only difference in that trailer. You seen any of the memes of Donald Glover? Yeah, like I seen <laughs> <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> draped up in his big bur- his uh his Donald Glover is pretty fantastic. He's man. he's phenomenal. Dude, man. He's that dude. Yeah. I saw I saw an interesting like uh, memes today about w- one uh, one has to go Jamie Foxx or Donald Glover, and I was oh, like, man, that's a hard choice. Damn, that's difficult. Don't give me that one. Well, the thing is, the difference between the two is that Donald Glover has really taken off into into the role as a content creator and he's like you know he this controls his his own product That's you know true. he's directing he's writing he's producing even his music and yeah. his music and yeah. the yeah. only time that jamie fox really did that was the jamie fox show, show. yeah it was a great show i mean he could yeah, have continued classic. on and you know done something else and he still can it's just um right now if you're going to compare the impact i would say Don Glover has, is on track to make much more of an impact in the industry. Um, Just do and he has more time. Do yeah, not he Because <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes filmmaking is about time. Hmm. Have, has it, have you guys ever heard about that? Like filmmaking be about time. Like the only thing in filmmaking that you can lose is time. Because mm. like you can have a timeless mm. filmmaker if you look at like Hill. Um, what's the oldest filmmaker in the world? Uh, what is his name? Alfred Hitchcock? No, oh. no, no. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Clint, Clint Eastwood. Okay. Yeah. Clint Eastwood. Like, super yeah. old. Still on top of his game. Still working with, like, I mean, to work with Clint Eastwood, you have to be, like, a class A actor at this mm. point. Like, but they were just saying, like, the loss of time, because everything in filmmaking, it takes a long time to, to master. Mm-hmm. Like, concepts in filmmaking, it takes a long time to master. Like, mastering film takes years of practice and skill. Right. whatever so time is like the most valuable thing that a filmmaker can have right, right, right. so it's mm-hmm. like the more time you squander the more time you may <laughs> kick yourself out of the running mm-hmm. on being like this great so it's like don't so that's why a lot of people time. just be like just make a film but but see th- that's the thing that's the thing like sometimes when you have that urge to just make something mm-hmm. you should work on somebody else's project so you don't kick yourself in the ass mm-hmm seriously because like i might have the message for today yeah but i may not have the message for tomorrow but i may still want to do that though like i may still have the passion to do it but i may not have like i may not be on top of my game to come back to back Mm. that's when you should give that energy to somebody else's project that you believe in um speaking of that let's segue into your resume um, I mean, you do find time to work on other people's projects. You have projects yourself. Yeah. Um, you most recently uh, wrapped. Uh, are you still in post-production for your Train latest wheels. film? Train yeah. Wheels. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, we're in sound design, and I actually go listen to, like, the final mix on Monday. <laughs> awesome. <That's laughs> on Monday. Yeah. That's dope. Um, yeah, I've seen you on Instagram. <laughs> You've uh, been working with the composers uh, that uh, Angelo Hart. Okay, yeah, that's okay. the name of the composer. And, He's really uh, good, really good guy. 
Are you, did you, with production visually, uh, any color correction, any kind of... Yeah, yeah, we're going to get into color correction. Um, right now, we're just trying to make that, that ABFF deadline, because ABFF, okay. the deadline is on the 15th, February. Uh, February? Yeah, okay, okay. so um, sound is making sure that we have sound by the 12th, so we could be packaging it up before mm-hmm. we send it out to ABFF, because mm-hmm. um, we want to go for ABFF, you know, Um um, now it's no guarantee that we will get in, of course, but I wanted to have been said that I tried for it um, because it is a hub where there's a lot of a lot of African American up and coming filmmakers that come into that festival. They've been very successful at that festival, and then also there are workshops, programs where um, they are housing and building these second generation of filmmakers. Um, so that's like our black. Sundance, kind of. That's our black hub for black cinema, or at least one of the most popular ones. So Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was important for us to at least take a chance for it. Um, But also having goals to to go to other bigger festivals, because, I mean, as much as I love Sergio Mims and Black Harvest, but we may have to... (laughs) You got to explain. Yeah. Um. Higher grounds, try like Langston go, Hughes. Right, we want to go for Chicago International. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but, but yeah. I mean, but I love Black Harvest, though. Mm-hmm. That They supported me since I started making films. Absolutely. So. I mean, I mean, you don't want to forget those people, but you want to stretch your wings. I, and I guarantee you they want, that anybody would want you to expand your horizons. I mean, that means that they can then be able to acknowledge or have some connection That I was there, you. yeah. Columbia College, your school. Uh, I mean, you, you. Speaking of Columbia, uh, we both we went to Columbia. Me, and you, yeah. Joe. Oh, you went to Columbia. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, do you find yourself uh, looking to them for any resources for like a, any of the work that you do? Um, sometimes the only thing I've ever outsourced at Columbia was just having some space to do like an audition or something of that okay. sort. Okay. Um, not on the equipment level, not on anything like that, but. No interns? Um, no, no interns. Um, it's really more so been just the connections that I made while I was at Columbia and not more so me running back to the school. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it was time for me to do training wheels, I did reach out to a professor of mine, and his name is Vincent Singleton. Um, I actually took production two with him, mm-hmm. um, and we actually graduated on the same day. I was graduated with my film and video degree, and he was graduated with his master's. So, <laughs> so that's crazy. Damn. But um, when I was getting ready to shoot Training Wheels and I was just on board with writing it, I reached out to him and I was like, hey, I need to, you know, work with a screenwriting professor on this next project because I'm dropping a lot of money on it. I need to make sure it's right. And so he's like, oh, I know this guy that can help you. He's a screenwriting professor, whatever. So I was able to work with a screenwriting professor through my Columbia network you know what I mean, to help me through my project. So, um, I mean, when I say Columbia, I want to just say, and not even just to the building, the school of Columbia, but the community, like there's still a very thriving, alive community of people from Columbia that are still in their perspective uh, uh, fields that they majored in. Some people have drifted off and they've done other things, but I know a handful of people that are still making films, that are still making movies that are still shooting music videos that are still making music so uh that community is still alive so when you mention columbia like even not outsourcing the school anymore like it just seems like the hub is still (laughs) intact 
Oh yeah, um, I've run into so many people that are still making films that I, I mean, I went yeah. to Columbia with myself. Um, you got Amir George, who's about to be at the Modern Contemporary uh, Museum of Art in Chicago, on Chicago, um, doing a uh, multimedia kind of like experimental film. Uh, and uh, you got Lena Wyatt. I mean, Lena went to Columbia. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I, my freshman year still hella vague. And I'm sure a lot of people probably say, oh, I went to Columbia. Me and her had a class together. That's I'm one of those people. But I don't really recall. I, I just I would need her to like we compare transcripts like, yo, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. no, nah, I think we had black arts movement together uh, my freshman year. Oh, man, that was a dope class. Um, only dope if you had Mariah. But yes. uh, we didn't have Mariah. Uh, at least oh. I, I was. Was that a Gen Ed or was that a? It that was, was a humanity. It, it was a humanity. It was just it, it covered uh, a Gen she Ed. She was she she's like she was cold. That's all I gotta say. Like she was a cold teacher. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, Mariah took a deep dive on everything we studied in that class. Um, and honestly, I wish I would have known because man, the classes I took at Columbia sucked. Yeah, like my Gen Ed classes mm. were terrible. Yeah, I I mean we what did it, I, she taught Black Arts Movement and she taught Harlem, uh, Renaissance. Harlem Renaissance. I had her for Harlem Renaissance. Yeah, I had her for oh, Harlem okay. Renaissance. I didn't have her for Black Arts Movement, but she taught that too. Um, and um, it was a I just know it was a lady that had dreadlocks. She was uh and she was from Chicago and she loved nothing but blues, and talked shit about how everybody else tried to claim the blues before Chicago. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, I, I I swear to this day I was probably high off my ass in my freshman year, uh, but I I do recall being in the same space as Lena at some point or another uh, my freshman year. Um, but yeah, she's gone on man and she's moved out to L A. She's been working as a PA. What was the very first project? I was just reading about uh, one of her very first projects she was working on. Hey, baby. Hi. Hi. <laughs> My number one fan. No. Hi, baby. Mwah. He got food. You want his food? Yeah, we all want his food. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> she can't even see the food, bro. <laughs> she knows it's some food in here. That's um, a sixth sense, man. Yeah, basically. Uh, she's telepathic. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, nah. So yeah, so you you're you're working with Lena currently, uh, well, in 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 some capacity. Well, yeah, like uh, I'm a location scout on the show, so okay. we see each other in passing. But she's you know she's with the higher up, so she's yeah. doing she's making those type of decisions, and uh -huh. I'm just making sure that the show keeps going. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. In in general, you're so you do this for more than just the shy. You doing location scouting. You do that for other shows as yes. well. Yes. So okay. um, the shy just happened to be a show that um, was coming to Chicago. That was being filmed in Chicago, and um, my boss hired me. She, you know, was hired on the show, so that's how I got on the show. Um, but between then, we've worked on several other shows and other you know films that come here to Chicago. So it just happened to be in the mix. Um, okay. but I mean, it, of course it's a great thing, but, <laughs> but, but of course, um, hopefully getting Chicago a little bit more familiar with filming. Cause we're, we're not all the way, we're not all the way there yet. Hmm. And by all the way there, what, what is all the way there? Uh, look like? Meaning like we still getting a little bit of flack from the city about filming. 
Oh, I've yeah. read. Are you talking about how you the yeah, location? I mean, we, yeah, we have. I mean, it's not only just the shy, but we have Chicago Fire. We got PD. Mm-hmm. We got Mid. We got right, Empire. Right. Yeah. Like all of these shows are either filming in a season or all at the same time. So you're dealing with people that are losing parking in certain areas. Oh, um, yeah. They can't park on their streets. They get frustrated. They go to Aldermans, and Aldermans can shut us down. So. Are you, I'm sorry, are you all competing for same spaces? or? Well, not so much competing, but just occupying them and just inconveniencing people. Right. Um, like, I mean, if a, if, a, if a film crew is in your neighborhood, there's going to be a level of inconvenience mm. because you're going to walk outside the door and see trailers parked all down the street. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to have crew members throwing a pop can on your on your line. I mean, they don't mean to do these right. things, but this is what comes with it when you bring the circus to <laughs> to your true, neighborhood. True, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, what's going to happen. It, it feel, I think what I was reading, one of the things is that just people in those vicinities don't get enough advance notice. Well, is it what it seems like the or but even we're only like, given advance notice by what the city regulations are. So the city regulations say it's twenty four hours. That no, it's it's not even twenty four hours. Like we're notifying, we're at least on the shy. I can say we notify people at least, at least, um, I would want to say five days in advance, mm. like almost a week in advance. Okay. Um, what the problem is, it it probably just needs to be some type of better communication because right now. Between us and the neighborhood, we only communicate by a flyer. So oh, okay. yeah. there's a there's a group of people that work in our locations department that'll go to these neighborhoods that we're planning to shoot at, and we'll leave a flyer on your door. But nine times out of ten, the person that's coming home after a long day of work Ain't is not looking it. at every yeah. Yeah, <laughs> every nook and cranny of paper mm. that's in their mailbox. So there's a miscommunication there. So I'm leaving the flyer saying like, and once I leave the flyer. Me at Showtime, we can say, well, hell, we we notified that block, right? Because right. we put the flyer there. But if you didn't read the flyer, you weren't notified, yeah, and that's on yeah. you, right? That's on you. So y'all... it becomes your problem. That's just like if you forgot to leave your car, if you left your car in the tow zone, but mm. you just didn't read the sign that the tow zone, <laughs> like True. it's your yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah. That it... that brings to mind uh, just one idea, which would be, I mean, I'm sure y'all do this whenever you can, but. Chicago's really lost its neighborhood newspaper. Like the Sun yeah, Times, the yeah. Tribune really yeah. don't focus on no. the neighborhoods like they used to. DNA and nobody's Info, really reading. Yeah, yeah DNA yeah. Info kind of was close to it, but it will be handy for something to be available for people to, you know, live in their neighborhood, get a notification or yeah, yeah. Because we not only not only do we put them on doorsteps, but we also put Shit. them around trees. Yeah, so yeah, like you and we put them in bright paper so people could. Yeah could noti- notice that they're out there. So like we'll get read. neon green. We'll get, you know, something bright. Mm-hmm. And we'll hang it on each light post or, you know, trees to make sure that the, the, native, the neighborhood is notified. But then, you know, sometimes you just have people that just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bottom line. True. Like, True. You got people that just don't like it. They don't want to wake up or they don't want to be waking up in the middle of the night. I mean, we've had things. It comes down to noise complaints. Um, just trucks moving in. You know, now we have a, a, a silent moving in so we're not waking up people. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Like, it's getting to the point where, you know, Chicago's just not used to 
this being yeah, I feel like yeah. that's know, more of the issue a, a is like hub, you know what I, I mean? mean we gotta Chicago used to all that, that bullshit with like the streets being blocked off in the winter time for cleaning and the summertime for cleaning like right. you know you got the sign you seen the sign like respect the sign yeah like, and, and and we want to keep working that's why yeah, when yeah. I when I, I talk to that, people yeah. about this particular thing and oh we got all these shows filming here but this is this is how we work like if we yeah. not here filming I mean how we gonna eat we want to eat too exactly. so I try to explain to people what the process is and that we're always diligently trying to make it better not only just for us but for neighborhoods that we get into you know and building chicago up as a hub for film would do wonders for the economy yeah you know and for the neighborhoods yeah Yeah, that's that's like because that's what i'll be trying to like convey to people that that i hear complain because i've heard people complain about that and i'm like well artists gotta work too right i'm like that's the first thing some of y'all complain about like y'all Y'all want yeah, to be starving artists and yeah. we not at work. I'm like, but y'all complaining about the work that we do and we finally getting the opportunity, like finally shows and stuff. Because I remember when I was a kid, like I just like since the fourth grade and I knew I wanted to make movies, I was like, well, I'm moving to L.A. because there ain't nothing going on here. Mm-hmm. And, and let's talk about this real quick. Let's just have yeah, we an can open dialogue about, about this. That one. So... I'm going to tell y'all what I think it is, and then y'all could just piggyback off what I... Me and, me and a friend was, like, when I went uh, when I went to lunch before I got here, me and a friend was talking. Mm-hmm. And he was asking me, why did I think that it wasn't a, like, a hub of people, like, artists or whatever in the city? Like, why is that missing here? Why is everybody in Chicago looking to move to Atlanta or move to LA or move to New York to make something happen. Mm-hmm. And um, for some reason, there is some type of stigma on Chicago that says, you know what, I'm going to leave Chicago because I can't make anything happen here and I need to go where things are happening. And in my opinion, I think that the reason we don't have that here because everybody that made it from Chicago didn't stay in Chicago true they made it and left and left yeah so why do you think people are trying to move to atlanta or move to la or move to new york you know why because all of the successful people are there Mm -hmm. so if you don't have anybody to come back home and build something back home nobody's going to feel like they need to be here they're they're only going to feel like they got to get out Mm -hmm. and it's a myth it's a myth that says that I got to be outside of Chicago in order to be successful. I know that's a myth, but a lot of people believe that. Yeah. They believe that you can't be successful at home, and that's not true. I'm a living witness that that's not true. No doubt. Because I was able to put up my own money, shoot my film, and get it seen by Little Real, who is in L.A., and he didn't have to be here. And Little Rail is not just, I mean, while he's a producer on Training Wheels, yeah. you have gotten so much support from people, you know, in L.A. Well, yeah, but, but that's why it's a myth. Because yeah. I didn't have to shoot my film there in order to get that type of attention. Cool. I just had to make sure it was good. The world is smaller, <laughs> man. And do you, think that, do you think that that, I mean, before the Internet, do you think that, this would have been possible the, the your approach would have been no possible? the internet yeah, the say. internet the internet is just amazing um the fact that it 
has the capability of taking your work and putting it in front of people that you wouldn't have to get on a plane to to get your work in front of the people. I mean, that's astonishing. Like, what Issa Rae has done is astonishing. Her platform started online. Mm -hmm. Like, she was where she was from and making that stuff online, and somebody connected to it in different cities, and then the right people saw it. And then it was like, oh, we got to get her out here. We got to... Like, that alone is bananas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that goes to show you that you don't have to be in L.A. to be successful. Yeah. Like, Issa Rae didn't start out in L.A. She was in NY, right? Or where was she? She was she was somewhere. I thought... Was it? She went to New York's uh, university. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think... But... I feel like, cause I I have, I watch, I remember watching a few, like some episodes of Awkward Black Girls. Um, it was in L.A. I I think I think it was in Cali, but okay. I don't. It wasn't like Hollywood or anything. Yeah, like she that. wasn't was, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. but was, no, I'm, I mean I'm just saying it's it's the the when people found her talent. Yeah. It, it was it was derived off of a. Uh, a platform that was able mm. to promote it no matter where she was. This is true. I'd agree with that. I yeah, I and I agree with your statement. Like with the internet, um, you know, the traditional avenues of, you know, creating a film and needing the studio backing and and all that has gone to the side. Like, yeah. you know, you just have to have, you know, determination, you know, an idea and you can you can make it anywhere. And so I I, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I agree. So it, if we had more people that were successful from here and that can attest to that, because the one thing people need, um, sometimes you need affirmation of success. Um, that's why people flock to L.A., because they like the idea of seeing successful people walk down the street or mm -hmm. um, be like an inch away or, you know what I mean, because – not only is it a thing of just being a fan of that person, but being inspired by what is really possible. Right. And I think when you can be inspired by somebody that's reached a level of success and them being two feet away from you or a block away from you, or you can see them from afar, it's like, wow, I can possibly do that too. So it, it's, it kind of lights things on fire. Yeah. And if we had somebody from Chicago that made it, to come back right and build something here then people wouldn't feel like they had to leave but people true. only feel like they have to leave because everybody leaves true right i and think that's a i think that's a thing with entertainment in general yeah here. i was going to even reference yeah, kanye in that regard or just any musician in that no, regard because i was going to say because i remember someone had brought it up to me some years ago about how like I don't, I, and I don't know if this is still true, but I know uh, they were saying like that the city itself, the government had a lot to do with that too, as far as like keeping entertainment out. Cause um, like they asked me a really good question. I had never thought of it. They were like, you know, so what happened to Jive Records? They used to be here. And it like uh, a homie of mine was basically saying like, think about it. He was like, cause there's no rate major record label here in Chicago. There's not, not one. Right, but um, but why don't why don't someone think to to start the you know what I mean? Yeah, that's no, but just, what, that's what that's what he was saying was because yeah. R. Kelly once had Jive here and Mayor Daly pushed it out. See, and, and that's why, and that's you I sure mean, he ain't push R. Kelly out? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but it I'm probably was saying, a little bit of both, to be honest. But but I mean, now we have a mayor that knows the importance of yeah having that type of energy here. True. Like, I mean, the one thing I can say about our mayor, out of all the things I can say about him, like he supports this film TV movement. Like, and I think he's not supporting it because he loves it, but he's supporting it because he's bringing some money in the city. Yeah. Do you get um? Do you all get a lot of support from the state government? Because I know they they have the state. No. Has no, like, not not too much. Not much. Okay. Not Saying from you, the governor. You write about uh. Like our, the governor, we were uh, afraid some of the decisions he oh. was making would deeply affect us, so we was hoping oh, wow. that he. <laughs> okay. Because no, I thought he had. I thought they had done like you know tax credits for film productions. Well, yeah, Madison. they like it's yeah certain certain little amenities for different. Um, shows and, and films that come here, mm. um, but more so supported by the city and the mayor than okay. the governor. The governor is, is another entity. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I compl- honestly, I do recall when I was still here in Chicago before uh, Rahm Emanuel was the mayor, he was going to theater productions. Like, mm-hmm. he loves the theater. Yeah. Um, he was at, I, I met him at Theater Wit during their grand opening production of um, Spin. Um, oh, okay. was their first production at their theater space over in um in Lakewood East. So, yeah. Um he is like you said a great supporter of the arts and overall. Yeah. No. Was, um oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say yeah, no. He cuz he was at um what is it the the Steppenwolf four star or five star uh showcase event at Millennium Park this past summer. He was actually there. Um Yeah, he loves the arts. What are yeah. you going to say, Joe? No, uh, this conversation about, you know, everyone leaving had me thinking about, you know, and the resources, um, the George Lucas Museum. Like, I was so disappointed oh, when yeah. that museum, you know, um, wasn't, you know, here because of, you know, an outside group had lobbied uh, to not have it here. And George Lucas had planned to um, create jobs and programs you know for a lot of the high, uh, high schools and neighborhood schools on the south side so that you know kids can come and study you know visual effects and you know and you know filmmaking you know and some i think that that goes back to one of sans points about timing i think that that was bad timing i think if they waited until all these new star wars came out got mad public support and then mm-hmm. decided to go wherever they wanted to go I, no, I think it would it would have been here or wherever the fuck George Lucas wanted it to be. <laughs> no, I think I think I think them. Well, no, I'm not gonna censor myself. I think them motherfuckers that them outside lobbyists, rich ass people, the like it 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 mess with they. Cause the thing is, it'd be different if if they had a stake in it and they they stood to profit off of it, they wouldn't have a problem with it. But because it's not profiting them directly. It's like, well, oh, fuck them kids on the south side. It was, I want to build high rises and apartment buildings over there that I can make money off of. Like, yeah, it was a group called uh, Friends of the Parks. Um, they were like a neighborhood group. They uh, lobbied for. They said the the land should be green. You know, like you know, more green space. That was yeah. They're trying to stick to Burnham's original plan. Green um, these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. But um. Uh, yeah, so um, we really delineated, but I do have a segue, which is to say that uh, regarding timing, um, when you have downtime, Sam, what do you? Sp- what is in your queue? What are you watching lately? 
that's that that's that I work all the fucking time, so uh let me what was the last thing uh, I saw? Shoot, what was the last thing I watched? I think I was watching Netflix, uh the Apocalypse. What is that? The Apocalypse uh you wanna what come is that called? Not an apocalypse. Shoot. I was gonna say, were you watching an anime, man? No, it's a new it's a new film on Netflix. By the way, and let me just say I'm loving what Netflix is doing. Like Netflix and Amazon. Like this whole thing of like releasing feature films like on Netflix. Like oh, yeah. just like that is awesome. Like okay, I know everybody trashed the 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 Will Smith movie. Oh yeah. Right? I liked it. I liked it too. It was not out of the norm of what Will Smith does. Exactly. It was typical Will Smith. Right. How we like him. It was Independence Day Will Smith, which I haven't seen in a while. True. Just like with the mm. with the turn. I didn't with the look twist. at it that way. But it was it was Will Smith. If that's those roles are what he's known for. That's exactly. what he built his career off of. So I was crazy about that. But just the way Netflix and Amazon, like, they are demolishing this Hollywood machine and I just I just love it I'm here for all of it <laughs> like, <laughs> if we could just break this Hollywood system down oh my god like we would be unstoppable um we really would that reminds me of a conversation at the um open tv beta uh forum that uh we we attended uh back in January and they were talking about how there really are at this point no true gatekeepers no there are none. Like, you There's don't no, have anybody. Yeah, Ava was talking about that. Ava mm-hmm. was talking about, like, these gatekeepers that's that's used to telling you no. Like, this this is what they, they get paid to tell you no. Like, no, we don't want your idea. No, it's not good enough. No, or we want your idea. We'll buy it from you. We'll make all the money. Yeah. <laughs> like, Here's some change. That, yeah, that, that is over. Like, I mean, yeah. Netflix is making that possible to be over. Amazon is another thing that's making original content that's like dropping original and I mean Amazon is a machine but um they're like they're making it a really tough competitive race in this whole like film content and like cuz I mean Bright got so many views of of Netflix alone and this is people that's just turning on their TV like mm-hmm. just imagine you know, n- not having to experience that whole theater experience. It's the and you know what I'm saying? Not True. having to do all of that. You could just turn on your TV and watch a brand new film with an A-list True. actor. True. Exactly. Yo, and that, and that happened Never on Sunday. That, that was one of life. the things that happened on Super Bowl Sunday. There was a teaser for uh, the new Cloverfield with uh, yeah, so David Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was okay. one of the joints that was, um, I, I forgot to mention that at the top. Uh, that, I watched it. I, I, I know did. you yeah. started watching. Did you stay and watch yeah, it? Yeah, I stayed and watched okay, it. Okay, you got hooked? Yeah, I was like, I wanted to see where this was going to go. Have you seen any of the Cloverfield uh, trilogy? Well, yes, I've seen it. Yes, the first two. Yeah, I've, I've seen the first two. Okay, have, you should. Ch- have you seen the latest one? No, I haven't seen the latest. Check one. it out. It's a black. If she seen it, she would have. That would have been the answer oh, yeah, to true. my question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, man. Yeah, I just seen the first two, but but the the new one is on. They they dropped the commercial in the middle of the Super Bowl and was like and people coming crazy. on. It'll exactly. Be, <laughs> it'll be on Netflix as soon as the game is over. Man, see like, that? See, it's stuff like that, man. That, they pulled a Beyonce. Sorry, they yeah. did though. <laughs> yeah, it's stuff like that that makes makes Netflix. But the original question was, how do I spend my spare time? 
watching Netflix. Um, I like watching reality TV. Um, I don't don't ask me why. It's just really good to me. I don't know. Okay. Um, can I, can I, can I ask what do you watch? Um, I like Survivor. Okay. Uh, I bet I can. Yeah. <laughs> I like Big I'm Brother. You watch Big Brother? Well, okay. So did you get into the new with Amarosa? <laughs> no, 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 no. But see, here's the, the new, thing. New. I've never seen Big Brother, although they say Big Brother's like strategic, like strategy, like eliminating people, yeah. whatever. That's really what Survivor is too, but Survivor's just like on a whole another extreme where like they're not eating and they're like playing off of each other's like intellect and like I like stuff like that. Sometimes mm-hmm. they stranded someplace naked. And they right and no, they're stranded. Yeah. Um they're on an island. Basically, um, teaching you how to fend for yourself, catch food, like you don't have oh. any of the amenities of. I could do that. This is like the twentieth year of Sony something. It's been oh on for. Hey, hey, like I want to go on Survivor. Yeah, I like, could do oh, it. Oh, it's been on forever. But I watch it religiously. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Um, but anyway, that's what I mean by reality TV. I do look at some of the other stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just watch movies. Like I like I like catching movies and new series on uh, on HBO. Um. That Trump series on Showtime look, looks promising to me. The cartoon really? Trump have series. You, have you seen <laughs> the two dope queens? Um, so somebody told me about that today. Somebody was like, you remind me of one of those girls <laughs> on that show. I was like, what? I think it's the, uh, um, she used to be a contributor to uh, John Stewart's show. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, because uh, they told me about that. So I'm that, that's something I got to check out, too. Yeah. I got to check a lot, a lot of stuff. When, sometimes when you're busy making content, you don't have time to be looking at everybody else stuff so <laughs> that's real no, I, I got, i'm gonna probably uh be checking out a lot of that stuff since it's kind of hard to be watching everything thinking of dealing with this podcast yeah since we, training I, wheels i took a lot out of me let me tell you it has um were so when you went into the project uh-huh. one second actually uh i wanted to get a towel because Oh, oh, my bad. My bad. Why you didn't tell me, Richard? I, I, I didn't want to interrupt the flow. <laughs> I had to, you know, get that there. So, yeah. So, you ain't got to take your jacket off. Because I, I was like, ah, do I tell her to take the jacket off? <laughs> do I just get something to deal with it? All right. So, we good. Sorry about that. Brief interruption. Um, Sand came through with the uh, <laughs> fresh jacket out of. Uh, Sorry. I had on my Michael Jackson. Of, I was going to say, at the MJ closet, man. All right. With yeah, the zip she, on. She went to Gary, Indiana, <laughs> raided MJ's closet, came Shut through. Up. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? Um, yeah. So, uh, with training wheels, did you go into the production? I, I, I'm aware you 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 spent your own money to get get it off the ground. I did. And did you plan that you were going to come back around and use this as a, use it? Uh, kind of like a promo essentially of it before taking it to festivals to get it wrapped um, in post-production uh well i'm not doing nothing that i haven't done for any of the other films um when i'm working on something um i really like to make sure i'm putting a preview of it out there for people to see um because i i do have some supporters that want to see what i'm working on so it would be it wouldn't be fair to kind of keep it to myself and just give it to festivals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, when I finished 
the the trailer for it. Um, my first my first plan was to make sure I released it to uh, the public, um, just to get some initial reaction or just thoughts. Um, and I was also going to use that as a way to um, promote the Indiegogo because I knew on the second half of going into post production I was going to need the funding. Um, and sometimes people are more inclined to donate to a project that they feel like is already in motion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no right. Because um, I thought about that before I had got in, um, and and I would say to anyone that's planning to crowdfund for a idea or film or whatever, um, it is really best for you to put your f- best foot forward first. Uh, because when people see that you've invested, they won't have a problem giving because they know that you've invested. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people kind of go in hoping that people will just pay for their project. Like, I'll mm-hmm. just pay for my project. Mm-hmm. But you got to put some of the work in first. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Especially when it's uh, not proven. Like, you have, like they're not familiar. They're not yeah. Familiar yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're not familiar with you or if you're still kind of the underdog. Yeah. Um. And we have there a lot of underdogs make it. You know what I mean. But um, you got to put that risk in there. Yeah. Um. And that was one of the things with this project. Um. I kind of knew that first of all, I was feeling a way about crowdfunding anyway because I I really didn't want to crowdfund to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that I didn't really? even have to do it. Yeah. Um. But um. Once I had saved the 5000 that I had and I thought to myself like okay I could at least get this thing going and then by the time I get to post then I'll know whether or not I should go all the way with the Indiegogo mm-hmm. of course just when you get you know for this one for training wheels it was a bit of a culture shock for me because when I got to set it didn't feel real to me until I got on set and when I got on set, it was like already thirty people there, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa! I was like, five thousand dollars is gonna get you like a professional setup, like so, like out of all the films I had done, and Richard, you know, like side effects, it was what like fourteen people, maybe not even fourteen. Yeah, nah, not even. It was just you yeah, had it was your, like it was a DP. Your, I definitely, had you a had gaffer. essentials. You ain't had nobody helping the actors. Yeah, it was it you was it was that. a skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For training wheels, it was like forty people there, wow. and I was just like, Damn. wow, like it's a lot of people here. Mm. Um, and that that's the first time I had ever. But then again, I was working with a producer that works like that. Mm. Like, so I was used to doing things on a super-duper indie level. Like, I only need the bare essentials. (laughs) We ain't got that much money. We gonna just try to make this thing work. And then I'm working with a producer that works in the industry that's thinking like an industry person. Yeah, yeah. So we, like, of course, had different ideas on how to get... Because I'm used to getting my film done the indie broke way and then she's used to having budgets and knowing how to toss money and we collide you know in order to try to make this thing work so it was my first time really like walking into like doing things the way the industry does them and i was outside of my comfort zone with training wheels absolutely i had to like stretch stretch that part of me and not be irritated at the fact that all these people are here (laughs) is that that part of uh, part of that process it feels like i see a lot of directors even when you get to that point where you have those kind of um 
that team behind you you try to still maintain that sense of like my beginnings like is there like you dress a certain way no like no i didn't dress like the one thing about it is i'm glad i didn't treat this different than i i have like i every film that i've ever done i've always gone into it the same so i was gonna wear like a sweatshirt yeah and some sweatpants and like let's get this thing going like it really didn't matter that it was this you know what i mean um, even though you when had I had a lucky socks, no, no lucky socks, <laughs> lucky hat, no, no um, lucky hat. There's a director in Chicago, a stage director, uh, Chuck Smith, who is one of the very first to work at Goodman Theater. He um, wears a, he always wears the same hat wherever he. Goes. <laughs> oh, while he's directing? Yes, while he's working on a film, it's the same uh, little bucket hat that he got on. Um, looked like a uh, uh, little buddy off of um, uh, Gilligan's Island. Um, yeah so he wears that all the time and um he also eats doritos those are his two things he has to have uh cool ranch doritos and his little buddy bucket hat yeah i don't yeah um it's just his i don't have a particular okay uh thing i just know i'm up early in the morning okay i'll maybe have some coffee I'll go over what scenes we're going over for the day, just making sure I got them in my head so when we get to those particular parts, I know what I want to pull out. And I just go for it. Just And I had some moments directing training wheels that mm. were really challenging because <laughs> I was dealing with kids. Yeah, um, yeah. My lead, uh, this was her first film, so um, mm. she's very talented and she's – you know she has no problem performing and all of that but then she had moments where she was a little unsure mm-hmm. and, and i have to be her her backbone and her support and of course when you're funding everything you're thinking about how much money you lose and why you're trying to <laughs> 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 what's, so what's her name what is what was her uh her zuri. name is zuri her name zuri. is zuri you mcpherson yeah okay uh i know well i know her her parents i gotta chris know everybody I be out here, man. <laughs> hey, well, you do do you do music and acting stuff? Yeah. So, oh mm. yeah, you run across a whole lot of people. Yeah, yeah. her uh, friend of hers, they got a spot on the South Side uh, called Chemistry Chicago. He produces, and they had like yeah, a little suit. Dennis. Yeah. yeah, and it's crazy because Dennis uh, used to be in this hip hop group called H Two O Soul. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I've heard of them. And H Two O Soul. Yeah, and the one of his group members was my summer counselor in my when I was in high school for the summer caddy program I used to do uh Damon Walker was was a part of his group and he was like one of our counselors and it's it's funny because the only reason I figured this out was because uh because I rap or whatever so okay. me and Demar, like I was like a little snot nosed ass teen that thought I was like the coldest shit ever. <laughs> and so I'm like, man, he probably can't even rap like this. So me and him, you know, I was I challenged him to a battle and stuff. He lit my ass up. But <laughs> 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 but I was but afterward like, you know, he kinda like, you know, he encouraged me or whatever. He gave me the album, uh, H2O Soul and so like I still got it to this day. So when I went to uh uh, Dennis's house t- to like actually record some for uh, Lyric, this organization Lyric that uh, uh, it's a mentorship organization. They do poetry and rap and everything. That's uh, your rhymes inspire creativity. Yeah, that's 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 the acronym. And so they they had partnered with Dennis uh, to come up with to do like this uh, cipher or whatever. So I went over Dennis's house to record my part of the cipher, 
and I happened to see this H2O Soul like album, and I was like, "You know Demond?" And he was like, "How you know Demond?" I'm like, "He was my counselor, like in high school." And so like, and then uh, Zori's mom happened to be over there, and oh, so okay. that, and then that was when I, I met Zori. This was like 2012, 2013, though. But like, yeah, but like since then, I still like I follow him on social media and all of that because he having like he having an artist showcase coming up too. I said I was gonna put the info, but uh, yeah, hmm. they they good peoples. I was and like that was actually how I found out about Training Wheels was because uh his uh Clinetta, Clinetta, yeah, yeah. I follow her on Instagram and she had posted the the trailer and I was like, oh, this look good or whatever. And then his <laughs> uh his his cousin Tiffany, she posted. I kept seeing it. I was like, damn. I was like, All right, I might need. I'm like, let me find out what this is. I like they blew the timeline up like all day. I kept. I was like, shit, they got some money. I was like, cause I keep seeing this trailer every time I open Instagram. I was like, damn. Your work is done. It's, right, you did it. You did a good job, bro. Cause I was like, I started looking up like, when does this come out? Like, I couldn't find. It. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna just be cool. I was like, I'm kind of. Like damn y'all, why y'all put this? I'm like I'm DMing people, like sliding DM, like so, like is this coming out soon or like hey, what's up? That's what's up. Oh man, so um, it's gonna go to festival route first, yeah, and then go I'm sure you're gonna bring it back to the uh, of course, or it's um, we gonna see it online, some somewhere or uh, you want to we'll go? We'll see. Okay. We gonna try to exhaust as many opportunities as we can as far as uh making sure that we run the festival circuit of course um but then also if there's any offers to get it on a a bigger platform so not just putting it on online but we want to see if we can get a video on demand platform like amazon or you know or or hbo or whatever Mm. because you know they're they're being a little bit more receptive to receive short films i know amazon is for sure Amazon has like a, like uh, if you have an Amazon a Fire Stick, they have like an option where you can go to short films. Yep. Like, Word. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. Amazon is ad- adapting that idea of, of kind of cultivating these young, younger filmmakers that hasn't really reached the feature level, but they have sh- like great shorts and they're acquiring them. And yeah, like Amazon is really dope for that. That's what's up. Uh, I know Apple's thrown their hat into the game lately because i think they like allocated like a billion dollars for mm-hmm. original content or content oh really that they oh that's to, great uh, support yeah i mean everybody yeah everybody's like trying to stay in that like content is is really becoming like a key thing everybody's trying to stay in the race so uh i mean video on demand stuff is is getting big like before you know it cable is gonna be <laughs> cable is gonna yeah. be a thing of the past yeah. and like everything yeah. is gonna be via Hulu, like, mm-hmm. man, I didn't know, so, mm-hmm. um, I watched, uh, it's a show on Hulu, is it Hulu? It's the people with the, the nuns, what is it called? Oh, Maid's uh, Tale. Tale. The Maid's, Maid's the Tale. Handmaid, the Handmaid's Tale. Tale, yeah. That is phenomenal, like, I was like, this is incredible, and that's Hulu? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's original. That's original. That's original. They yep. won an Emmy for that uh is, man, that that is a ma- have y'all watched that? I, I watched not. two episodes of man, it. That I'll, thing is I'll, great. It's not oh, bad. Oh man, it's I, so good. It's so good. I was like, Hulu, this is original content from Hulu. Like they're uh, making content that can stand neck and neck. Like the only thing that hasn't really knocked down 
and that's why HBO will always be number one is Game of Thrones. Nothing has yeah. kicked Game of Thrones off the throne. Hey. Game of Thrones is still number hey. one. Y'all nobody... already know. That's my shit. Nobody Ain't has... nobody fucking with Game of Thrones. <laughs> nobody is messing with Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is lit, okay? Like, there's nothing out here touching Game of Thrones. Chris, you but... caught... Oh, Chris, ahead. you a fan of that shit too? Hell, I love that. What? I you love haven't fucking seen Game, Game of Thrones? Of Thrones. I tried watching like three what? episodes, Bruh, man. Come on, Please. fam. That is some of the greatest. I mean, I'm sorry. Listen, I, I, I just come from a world content, where I watch. I'm telling y'all, bruh. that's some of the greatest content ever created. Bruh. Ever created bruh. in life. It ain't got shit on Shakespeare. Please. Fuck out of First of all, fuck <laughs> Shakespeare for almost fucking up my great track record in English class. <laughs> So if I see that nigga in the streets, I'm busting him upside his head. Um, no, nah. I'm serious. I don't fuck. Listen, I, I have killed every English class throughout my life until I got to senior year of high school and we started reading Shakespeare. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? I don't understand. Nothing Man, is. Game of Thrones, nothing is, 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 is killing Game of Thrones. Nothing. nothing. It, it's so, it's too it's good. So good. It's too, it's too it's like good. Every episode is like. Like every episode, you're about to have a heart attack. Exactly. Tell, so I've seen like three episodes. Okay. okay. But like you, you it's seen so three episodes of the first season. I think it was like season two. See, I promise Bruh. you, like if you go back to season one and watch Game of Thrones, like just take your time and watch it. Just, just chill one day. Have like some of your best food and just <laughs> sit back and watch it. I promise you, you'll be hooked. Like hmm. I guarantee you, you'll be hooked. And I'm excited for you because going through those seasons is Man. just a blessing in itself. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like when I tell you your heart and like your, your like the beat of your heart is going to like palpitate, like you're going to have like emotional withdrawals and like heart mm. attacks. Like when you're going to see some of the people that you love die, uh. like, it's gonna blow don't, your don't mind. Don't do it. I'm having like it's gonna blow trigger, your mind. Trigger trigger moment moment. right here. I'm like, like it's uh. gonna blow your mind. You are gonna be like, I never thought that I had now, this I, type of feeling. I, I have heard that Game of Thrones is one of the rare shows that they're not afraid to kill off anybody. Oh, they're oh, not afraid. No. They anybody can f- die. They yeah. don't give no fucks. Like you would be like <laughs> literally just praying somebody stays alive and they die. Mm-hmm. Right, and they they care not at all, and they gonna kill them. But in it's front an of amazing you. show. Like it's it's very well written. The pace of it is amazing. Um, the actors are phenomenal, um, and they put so much like excellence into the production of it. Like I mean, it's an incredible show. And I was one of those naysayers that didn't really believe until I went to L.A. and I felt so stupid. I went to L.A. and um, my boy is a filmmaker out there. He was going to USC at the time. Mm-hmm. And he invited some filmmakers over. Like, so it's about 40 filmmakers in one room. Like, we literally are eating um, barbecue, chicken, just kicking it in LA, right. just kicking it, having a good time. And so Game of Thrones had came on that day. So everybody had, like, rushed into the front room, <laughs> turned their phones on silent. Like, I'm like, what What are all y'all doing? Like, why is this such a big deal? It's like, it's Game of Thrones. What you mean? It's like the third season. <laughs> so I'm like, I had never, like, never heard of it, never had the, the interest of watching it, nothing. So I sat through this whole, I don't know what's going on, but I sat through right. the whole the episode just kind of, you know, seeing what all the fuss is about. And so the girl next to me was like, 
well, you're not excited about it because you don't know the story. She was like, I guarantee you, if you go back home and start start watching it, you'll just you'll be just as hooked. And she was like, why do you think all these filmmakers are hooked on this? Like, I'm telling you. She's like, go back home and watch it. So I'm like, okay, cool. So finally get back home. It took me about a week or two to get around to it. Mm-hmm. But I was at home bored one day. And I said, let me watch Game of Thrones. Best best decision I've ever made in my whole life. Like, <laughs> I promise you. As soon as I started, I was hooked. I was like, this is like the, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Like, I was hooked. I did not stop until I got to the end. <laughs> and somebody asked me, like, you spent all day watching it? I yes. said, yes. 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 It that's how that good it you. is. Yes. It will sink, like, you will sink into it. That's how great it is. I can kind of relate. Stranger Things was like that for me. Oh, yeah, I like Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. I like Stranger Things. Like, I watched it on a random weeknight. Called in. Called off work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so. Like, I can't come to work. Uh, I'm, I think I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick. I only got two more episodes. <laughs> All right. right. I can't. I'm feeling upside I down. Can't, I, I can't get there. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Well, yeah, Stranger yeah. Things. I mean, but Netflix, man, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, like they're they're doing amazing, yeah. amazing stuff. Like, as a filmmaker, to get an offer from any of those people, like, is awesome because that they're they're breaking down the Hollywood machine, which True. is what I'm here for. I'm here for that thing to come down brick by brick. <laughs> True. Like the gatekeepers, I know more. Like, let, let the people decide what they want to see. And I, and I think that, you know, the fact that even here in Chicago we have more productions going on is a sign, is a sign that the machine, the de- decentralization of Hollywood, yeah. of cinema, yeah. you know, is uh, is happening. Yeah. So, and then, yeah. I mean, it's good that production is being uh, held in these other um in these other cities. I mean, I mean, just with Atlanta, if you look at Atlanta – um, and you look at Chicago, um, Vancouver, um, all those places where they're filming all these sh- these shows, either TV shows or films, like these other cities that are being utilized for production. I mean, it's great. Um, it's a great look for, for people that just need in jobs. Like it's bringing jobs to people, um, people that are just not filmmakers, but people that are, you know, um, in production design or they, they want to work in the art department of a TV mm-hmm. show, or if they do hair or makeup, like you're putting all these people to work. Um, so, I mean, it's always a great thing when I can hear that a couple of pilots are coming to Chicago because I know that my people are going to be working. True. Um, creative people are working, you now, know? Yeah, now I have a, I have a question too um, because I think, I don't remember how, you, how many years ago. I heard someone say too that... Um, the the film community in Chicago can sometimes be kind of cliquish, uh, and that and that's kind of why like it's all it's still kind of tough for some people. What what do you mean like to try to get in? Yeah. Well, let me explain it to you. So so I wouldn't say that the film industry is cliquish, mm-hmm. but I will say that. It's the type of industry where if you find somebody that's good at something, you're likely to keep hiring them for the same job. 
Right. And if I'm constantly hiring the same person for the same job, I'm giving nobody else an opportunity to work that job because I keep hiring the same person that's good at that job that I know is going to give me the job that I want. So that's kind of how, like, the TV and film world is. Mm -hmm. So they're going to keep hiring the same people that – of course have cultivated good relationships and they can create a healthy work environment they're going to keep hiring those same people mm -hmm. and when that same person is keeps getting hired it doesn't give you the opportunity to get hired so if that person doesn't fall down and break their leg or <laughs> you know what i'm saying right. or True. or get a promotion you know what i mean if that mm -hmm. person gets a promotion then his slot is open but then there's like six other people that are in the industry already hungry for that slot. So the person that's outside yeah. never really gets, gets to penetrate. It. So you have to know somebody that is connected to the industry already to pull you in. You have okay. to know somebody that has a stake in the industry to pull you in okay. um, because that's how I got in. And it's funny because when I when I first got in, I remember a guy asked me, I was working on a TV show, uh, and the guy asked me, well, how did you get in the industry? Because I know, like, you can't just fill out for a job application to get in the industry. And I was like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so talked to so-and-so and got me in. And, and they was like, oh, okay. But it, it really is like that. So yeah. I wouldn't say it's necessarily clickish, but more so um, these jobs are very high-demand jobs. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you get hired on a TV show or a film, um, they're expecting you to come to work, expecting you to, to, to really – uh, give your all, give that 12 hours, and really know what you're doing because mm -hmm. they really can't afford the liability of someone not knowing what they're doing. So that's why they're more likely to hire people that have experience versus giving the the new guy a chance. Um, right. They really can't afford to give the new guy a chance. So um, I would encourage anybody that kind of wants to get in that industry is just to kind of keep their ears to the ground, know mm -hmm. who – Whatever department that you want to work in, know who the heavy hitters are in the city. Like, know who the hiring people are. Mm -hmm. um, that way, you can kind of put your feet to the ground, um, put yourself in an environment where you could possibly meet that person or say that you have an interest in working in the business and maybe that person will give you a chance to work in the business. Because once you're in, you're in. But it's just getting that opportunity. But you have right. to prove yourself for that opportunity. True. You have to you have to really be hungry for it in order to get it. That, so. that I mean, that reminds me of something I saw earlier today uh, retweeted um, by uh, Finn Fatale on um, Twitter from Ava. She said, Ava once said in a speech, when you're in your own lane, there's no traffic. Mm -hmm. When you bring your A game and no, no one else can replicate what you do. Right. And basically you you going to keep getting to work. People going to keep striving to, you know, support what you do. Um and I mean, that's a lot of what I see with your the path you're on. And a lot of what I see with people that aren't where they want to be or they desire to be is because of the fact that they don't take those opportunities to really cultivate their craft as well as cultivate those relationships. I mean, you got to broaden your circle. Uh, yeah. it's, it reminds me of something Charlemagne, the God said on his, in his book, uh, where he was talking about how everybody on the internet for a while, when Drake came out with that track, no new friends. Yeah. You know, you don't, what, what the fuck are you talking about? No new friends. Like, <laughs> you always want to be connected with people. Like, true. Always. And Drake wants you to be get, everybody's friend. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, he right, get everybody right. tattooed. He get, he well, you know, you, I mean, but you have to, you have to make relationships. If you don't have relationships, I mean. <laughs> yeah. No. What's the point? No, I'm. I, no, I was. I was asking more so just like, cause, cause you're like. Someone told me that I was like, uh, 
don't know about that, but that no, that that made that popped in my head. So I was like, well, let yeah, me see if somebody why, else like. That's why it's it's not really clickish, but more so. Uh, man, if yeah. you're good at something, I'm mm-hmm. gonna get that guy. Hey, that guy that swept the floor real good that last time. <laughs> I'm gonna hire him. You know true, what I mean? True. That's yeah, how. Reliable, no, no. Yeah, you gotta be reliable. And yeah, shit like that. I know because because you know, like when I was in L. A., everything came down to I, I was reliable. It's like you always there, man. You there? So you yeah, know, I'm, I'm I'm gonna hit you up whenever I need yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah. So I if feel, you're dependable, like they look for they look for that stuff, and then especially I, if you know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing, they are gonna hire you. Yeah. See, I, I, see, I feel I feel like I should have I should have took that L a little bit longer and stayed in my mama career. No, <laughs> no. So like, no, because so like, the the job it's just I have. Give you the drive that she talking about, man. Yeah, no, no, because so so when I was staying on my mama's crib, like I was on set, like doing extra stuff, and I had like I built a relationship. I was I PA like a couple times, and then they actually like called me once, but I had started this new job, and I was like, oh, I can't, uh, I can't come in because I'm I'm at work, and so What's like up, Chris. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but what up, Chris? <laughs> That's Chris Rahano, the DP of Training Wheels. Just saying, what's up on okay, live what's Facebook? Up. Yeah, what's up, brother. But yeah, no, nah, like I got, and they it got to the point like they actually like called me a couple times, like, hey, can you come in? But because I got this new job and I was making more money, I was like, no, nah, I can't do it, whatever. And like looking back, and I was like, I should have fucking called off work and been yeah, like, shut yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been like, man, fuck this job. <laughs> I'll be here tomorrow. I have a kid, man. I have no respect for excuses right now. I'm not making no excuse. Wait, no, no. What? <laughs> Get no, out there and hustle, no. man. You ain't got no. Re- you ain't got nothing holding you down. That's true. No, real. T- okay, so it's it's that it's. I will say this is that, and this is not an excuse at all. Um. It's that common thing of like, especially when you're an artist and you like, well, you know, you got to eat. But for me, it was a age thing of like, you still live at home, still oh, ain't got a car. You can't let, come on, man. And that, and that was like, and at the time, that was more important to me. It was like, okay, I'm too damn old to be staying at home. I need my own place. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, when I get that, then I do such and such. And, but then, like, looking back, I was like, fuck that. Like, why did you do that? <laughs> But like that was that was just where I was at, like of wanting that that independence, um, especially like I lived in the same house like my whole life, like except for through except for through college, like that was the only time I wasn't there. Yeah. And then for me, it was like you know, like sometimes when you so familiar in a space, like it almost it gets hard for you to create in that space too, because of how familiar you get with it. Because it was literally at a point like I could not write at home the only time I could write I had to leave my house and like go downtown to like the library or something or go to somebody's house those are the only places like I could work and I like could get in a groove and so it just became like for me I felt like it became like an artistic necessity like cause now when I get home there's nobody there I can like lock right in and turn my phone off and I don't have any distractions so like I, I, I've had mad distractions when I lived with relatives. They used to just yeah. What are you doing? Did you did well, you yeah, my, did you take I, out when that? When I lived with my mom, why ain't like, you doing I the chores? I couldn't focus. It's, that's so funny that y'all say that because when I lived with my mom, I felt like I could never write. 
I was just that like, man, is, I, man, I can't focus because it's like saying, you know, did you come in here and turn off my light? Do what the dishes. The, right, you, you be like. Did you make me some Kool-Aid? Not right, not right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, not you, right now. And then it's like, dang, when you sit back down, you done lost your train of thought. You can't remember where you left off. Exactly. You got to start back over again. But it's funny. When I was working on training wheels, when I was editing training wheels, for some reason, I couldn't edit at home. I had to go back to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. My mom so was you like, Right. My mom was like, why are you coming back home? And I was like, I just have to work here. I don't know why. <laughs> so I actually cut my film at my mom's house. I stayed at my mom's in your, house. Oh, in your wow. Room. That's funny. Yeah. Your well, spot actually, was... I was in her room. Oh, I was, okay. I was <laughs> I was cutting training wheels in her room. That's funny. <laughs> I think part of it too is like you being in, not being in the space which you're used to. Yeah, you know, and now yeah, it so it was hard. You don't want to be in the same to... place where you start a thing and where you finish it. Well, I don't know, because it was really hard for me to work at home for some reason. It was like the quietness or something. Like mm. I don't know. I wish like, that every was the time issue. I yeah, I tried <laughs> to get my mind prepared to work it was like mm. something just i just couldn't connect and i was able to work at home with no problem like i was able to tune my mother out put my headphones on and just work <laughs> and it was crazy because it's like saying you could have did that at your apartment but for some nah. reason i didn't feel comfortable doing it mm. like True. i had to go back home i don't know True. why That's, I, well i, I could kind of get that. like when i when i first moved in it was a little weird because it was a new space but i think now that I've been there and I kind of gotten comfortable in it now I can I don't have a problem like for example I had to go to work yesterday I woke I woke up at my usual time like I had to go to work at 5am mm -hmm. and and was able to dig in and, and me and me and Joe like got to it in three hours knocked out this this whole outline I'm like that would have never happened at my house <laughs> it would have never happened that way it would have been like why are you so up early why are you up so early you gonna cook like if you ma if you don't leave me alone, <laughs> leave. That was the life, I, man. I love you, ma. I do. I do love you. Like this is not, but like yeah, it was just like that's wild, man. Because I it, it, even going back to what you uh, were saying, saying was it, for me even when I started Films D and it just was a blog. I was in my zone with like posting shit yeah. when I was in my grandmother's basement. The moment I got out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, damn, it, it, the hustle just don't feel the same, man. It's something about it, man. Like, it's, um, I don't know. It's something about being home. It's just kind of like, it, it, for some reason, it was easier for me to work there. I don't know why. It just was. That's kind of the what I was looking for when I asked you earlier about, you know, was it when you were on set, was it anything? I guess I should have asked, was it anything and post-production yeah, that set, you did that kept you, you know, reminded you of your, with your, the your start? That was it. Okay. On set, it was just the people because I just wasn't used to having that many people on set doing different things. Although they was doing, you know, things that contributed to the film, but I just wasn't used to like hair and makeups over here. And and then I had an AD, had never had an AD before, hmm. so he was like calling out stuff. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's 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 good though. Like you know, you had people that were you know professional and ready. Yeah. They knew what to do, so you didn't have to stress about that. Right? Yeah, he was making sure things was happening. I was mm. like, you go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was like, all you gotta do is say action cut. That's all you gotta say. And he's like, yeah, I, I'm gonna make sure all this is. Don't worry about it. I was like, oh, that's dope. So yeah, it took a lot of the that pressure off of me, and I was able to just direct and mm. talk to my actors and 
And then I was dealing with kids. So, you mm-hmm. know, you have to really be hands-on with kids, you know, really look them square in the eye and say, hey, I need you to do this, this over again or whatever. Um, so I needed all of that help because I don't know, I don't know how the film would have turned out if I didn't have it. So I'm kind of grateful that I had those helping hands to kind of just like help me stay on track or just kind of um, stay focused on a scene. Because when you're, when you're doing independent film, it's really hard um, when you don't have that help um, to be in, in several different areas at one time. Um, and that's not even something that you even want to master, but you do want to get good at multitasking um, knowing what hurdles you may face before you get on set so you mm-hmm. can know how to put out certain fires. Um, you can kind of train yourself to be that person um, t- until you get to a point where you, you know, you got the help and you don't really need to be worried about all of those things. But um, as coming up as a filmmaker, um, I've been some, some things I've, been, I've had to do myself when I was doing The City Hates Us. I was doing a lot of things myself, um, doing camera myself, promoting myself, editing myself just like the whole thing that whole process shop, yeah it is hard it is hard it can be discouraging um a lot of times i felt like i was by myself didn't really have anybody to turn to or anybody that could relate because i had mm. took on so many projects mm-hmm. um without outsourcing their help but you need that help like you need people that are willing to work on projects um, or they see a vision of something and they they have the heart to want to help you. So you need those people because if you don't have them, <laughs> <laughs> boom. <laughs> like, that's how fast your idea is going to blow into smoke because mm. you got to see it all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you really do. And I, I've just been grateful this whole time. Like, I mean... I was I, I had enough faith in myself to kind of put some real money behind myself. Mm-hmm. Um, going into crowdfunding, I knew that that would help. So not only um, was I asking people to assist a project that I had already had rolling. Mm-hmm. So because I didn't want nobody to be like, well, she didn't put none of her money up. No, I put five G's up. Like <laughs> <laughs> I can count those five G's. Right. Like, those are five G's out of my pocket. <laughs> true. True. So. Once I, and I made it clear in Indiegogo, like, hey, I'm dropping five Gs on my project. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's going to be dope. I need y'all to help me pull this thing through. <laughs> That's real. Like, I, need, I need help pulling this thing through. I promise you, if you help me pull this thing through, it's going to be a big win. Because, you know, filmmaking is big risk, big reward. Yeah. You got to risk big in order to win big. It's true. like going to Vegas. <laughs> if, you true, don't, true. if you don't bet big, you ain't going to win big. So um, you got to be willing to, to bet hard on yourself, especially if you believe in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to go for it and you just pray and hope that, you know, you can win just as big on the other side. Um, but I've, I've been really grateful to have, I mean, the support from Training Wheels, um, the donators that's donated. Shout out to Lil Real. Shout out to Leroy's Hawkins from Chicago PD. Hey. Um, shout out to Richard Thomas, one of the associate producers. Um, shout out to Insure Healthcare. They also donated to Training Wheels as a associate producer. Um, shout out to Frederick. Uh, well, no, no, uh, Kevin Fredericks. Uh, Kevin on stage. Um, this is actually uh, JoJo's dad <laughs> for Training Wheels. 
Uh, thank you for being executive producer, um, Natasha Parker, who was always an executive producer on this um, project. Um, I, when without y'all, man, there would be no training wheels. So um, I just, man, want to thank y'all for believing in the project just as much as I do, and 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 taking the risk and jumping on board, and, and we can all hopefully celebrate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> celebrate that's true, real true, big. true. Round of applause <laughs> for everybody involved. That's what's up. Yeah, and I thank y'all for having me and, and letting me get the word out. I appreciate oh, no no problem, man. the platform. Everybody's Absolutely. doing the podcast. The podcast thing must be like a big thing. Podcast. Yeah. If you think about it, I was listening to Joe Budden's podcast. They put it in his contacts. Uh, you will listen to an hour worth of a podcast. You will only listen to one song. <laughs> when you it, like, if you're like streaming wise, like in terms of advertisement, yeah, you will listen to a podcast for a whole hour plus, whatever, however long people want to. So, like, when on. you just at the crib, you could say, hey, "Turn on so and so podcast, yeah. just play that boy." And you'll play <laughs> it all the way through. You so might even iTunes, to- so like iTunes. Uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. there's Stitcher, um, and then there's uh, Loudspeaker Network, there's all these. Oh, so I got to look into just listening to a podcast. Yeah, and and there's a podcast app on your iPhone where you can listen to everybody's, because they just, uh, iTunes, uh, well, the podcast app is just an aggregate for wherever people post. They'll just give them their um, RSS feed um, URL, Okay. and you can post whatever you want to, whatever, wherever your podcast is, it'll just load up onto uh, that same platform. Oh, that's what's up. So, there, okay. There's a podcast for yeah, almost yeah, any yeah. subject. Yep. Yeah, same. Anything like, yeah. Interested. And I think it's hella dope that it's a lot of new Chicago podcasts. Like, I've oh, seen yeah. you doing, like... Oh, yeah, I've been on a million. You did, like, like three <laughs> in the last week. Well, yeah, because um, some of them, I, I mean, I had no idea they exist. Um, and, you know, I wasn't able to track the trailer. I didn't know where... Like, once you release it, it's... I it's mean, out people there. sharing yeah. it, you don't know... I mean, some people, I was alerted, they were my friends, and, I, you know, they sharing it, and I know they shared it, but um, the strangers, you don't really know who sharing it, so you don't know where it's ending up, and, uh, yeah, like, a lot of podcasts was just like, hey, we want, we want you to come on our show, we want you to, <laughs> we want you to, we want you to talk to us, like, we saw your trailer, it's dope, how can we schedule an interview, so um, some of them we kind of saw out to be on, mm-hmm. and, and then some of them just reached out and mm-hmm. you know yeah. saw my email and was like hey we want to try to get you on our podcast to talk about you know and everybody has a different angle everybody's mm-hmm. interested in knowing something different so mm-hmm. it'd be like well how did you start what advice do you have for other filmmakers well, what mm-hmm. advice do you have for female filmmakers uh you know how did you come up with your idea or when I went to a college to speak to some creative writing students. I mean, it's so many different angles. People want to know. Because yeah. filmmaking is it's a, it's, it's made up of a whole bunch of different little industries. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the podcast must be, like, the thing. Like, yeah. everybody has a setup. Right, <laughs> right, right. Everybody got, like, a little... I was like, whoa, like, and then some people are making them like TV shows. So yeah. it's like you're doing the podcast, but they're also filming Video it as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We are uh, working to get to that point. Oh, yeah. To get to because, I mean, if you think so about it. So I can it, eat my food without judgment. No, you can't eat your food in, in that case unless we have food and film podcast. Come on, man. I mean, we going unless you can get an arrangement where we get a fresh plate for everybody from a different restaurant, different well, chef. Hey, listen. I mean, you yo, get you hey, get guess brand, what? Hey, jerk get taco, Brandon, man. Get Brandon from yo, the shy to yo. come in here and with some fresh plates. We good. We we can every day. We can eat. <laughs> and go Facebook live. Hey, jerk taco, man. 
if you checking out this podcast. Who the fuck is jerked off? Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 first of all, hold the fuck on. Does I'm he sorry, have excuse a, me. Is this a place? First of all, a yes, it's a jerk taco a man. Now? Wait, first, first of all, jerk taco man started on the west side, and them tacos are flame as fuck. And he just he just opened this. Well, he didn't just, but he's opening a spot on the south side, right off the Dan Ryan, between 76 and 77. Them tacos are so fucking good. And they jerk everything. They got jerk shrimp. They got jerk crab leg. N- nigga, you don't understand. So good. Point I'm trying to make is that that might be possible because low key, like high, well, high key. I had called the number on Google one day to see if I could like order some jerk tacos to pick up, and a real jerk taco man picked up the phone, and he was like, "This is my personal line." <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Uh, I was just calling because I was trying to see if I could make an order and then pick it up. He's like, oh, no, we're going to take, you know, call in orders. You got to be here. I'm like, okay, I get that. That's respect. All right, what time y'all close? He's like, all right, we close 930. I'm like, all right, I'll be there before then. I'm saying, so it's possible. Like, I'm telling you, you have a jerk taco. Look, man, it's I, gonna change I, I like taco joints myself. But I'll check out. Hey, baby, how you doing? I'm sorry, I just went on a rant about jerk tacos. <laughs> no, it's they just but they, they, they so in, good. They close in uh, the jerk taco man though. They That's are. What I heard. Why? I heard they was closing it. Really? Why? Because first of all, let me just say that they not the most organized people in the world. Mm. That I might, I kind of. papers on it. Once I, I went there once and I ordered some shrimp tacos and they gave me all jerk chicken. Like I got home and it was like nothing but piles of chicken and like a little tortilla about this size. <laughs> it was like all meat. And I was just like No what, what happened they ran out of shrimp and it's like don't tell her. I don't know about y'all, but I prefer Taco Joinus's new uh franchise downtown. Um they have the dopest fucking uh guacamole imaginable. Man. I bet. They got uh some spicy shit. They got some mango shit with pineapples in it, and then they just got the regular guacamole. Mm. All that shit. I might that. actually try that one with the pineapple because I don't. I ain't gonna lie. I don't fuck with guacamole like that. I just don't. <laughs> Yo, man. Yeah. Just don't. Nah, I I, I, I got a sampler. Like you can get a sampler of all them joints at I the taco joint. We ain't sponsoring nobody here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> until I'm we trying, get I'm to talking that about point. them sponsoring us. That's yeah. No, nah, I I yeah. yeah. We 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 gonna get there. Uh, if that's the goal, but you know, like Quincy Jones said, you know, uh, the moment oh, you everything, oh. the moment you make everything about money, guy walks out the room. So right now, this the is a passion project. Everything about, everything about money, guy walks out of the man, room. Quincy Jones is wilding, man. Hey, <laughs> he hey, shit. All, he, he was like, spilling all the tea, man. Hey. He ain't dropped tea. nothing on pot. Yeah. But he, he got some tea. tea. Yeah, he got some tea. He spilled everybody tea else's tea but his own. There was this meme <laughs> I saw <laughs> on the whole tea thing, like in, re- in response to this. It was the fun. It was the most extra shit I ever seen in a meme. Like it's so funny. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pull it up and I'll show it to you all. I don't know, man. Well, but, uh, Quincy, Monique, Quincy Jones Monique about here, to like, come back out here talking Quincy shit again. Quincy Jones out here wilding. Yeah, Quincy got the week, but Monique about to come back out here talking shit again because Amy Monique Schumer's new say, trailer hey, drops. Loves. Uh, I, I, you say, I'm boycotting Hero's chicken because they 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 fried my chicken too hard. I need all y'all to boycott too. What is this a real thing? <laughs> no, I was about to say like somebody that petty like. No, but y'all seen like, Amy Schumer's new uh, trailer though? No, uh, I've never people, found Amy Schumer funny. I have I'm not myself. No. I, I'm not tripping about it, but I just know that trailer gonna get Monique back out here in these streets. I mean, 
I guess. <laughs> I just, I just, I've never like, and I've listened to her almost, and I'm just like, who, Amy I don't, or Monique? Amy. Oh. And I'm just how, like, how you say your last funny. name? You said that shit funny as hell. Shermer. 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 Uh, how have you said? She's just not. She's just not funny to me. I'm just. Just saying, that's my personal preference. Like, Monique I don't. Apparently, didn't think she was funny either. No, nah, man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I had to agree with her on that one. Everything uh, she does is a wild ass stretch, man. I I saw her Netflix special. Honestly, I just watched it just because I was fucking bored, and it was the first thing that popped up. And I was like, well, let me see what the fuck this chick talking about. After was like five funny? minutes, I turned the vacuum on. I was like, I got chores to do. It <laughs> <laughs> became the background noise. I, yes. <laughs> like I just remembered I have things to do right now Right Fuck this shit What's that Joe? A meme? Is it a meme? What is it man? Is it a meme? Yeah it's a meme Alright yes yeah, no question <laughs> <laughs> That shit is Moment so extra man <laughs> Quincy Jones did not care okay <laughs> Like He didn't care at all He let it all hang out Speaking of comedy, though. <laughs> oh, man. Face on love out here, uh, hating and shit, extra hard. And, you know, man. And is he, Does he want parenthood to come back on or but something? You know, did you notice that that's a pattern with, with comedians? Like, when they feel like one comedian's getting too much too much shine, Who they come and say, oh, that comedian not really funny. Like, there's nothing that he's doing that's really right. funny. When it's like, come on, bro. Like, are you insecure or is they yeah. are they not really funny? Because if Dave Chappelle was not funny, I promise you, they would not pay this man millions of dollars to I'm do what he you. do. Like, everybody loves Dave Chappelle. Oh, he tried to come with Dave Chappelle. He tried to come at oh, Dave yeah. Chappelle. Well, he basically out of here, said boy. that the, the Dave Chappelle show was, like, whack the first season. The first season? And he, and he the, brought up one he point. He said the Dave Chappelle Go show home, was you whack drunk, the first bro. season. On The Breakfast Club, he did bring up a valid point. How many episodes can we recall from season one? Okay, for the record, I can't recall any because I ain't have cable, okay, and I only saw the motherfuckers two. after it happened. <laughs> okay, but do so. you, what do you recall from season two? I know a lot of shit. I just don't know what oh, season. Damn, man, y'all not even helping me prove the point. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm you, just you, saying. I, the true I didn't have cable growing okay. up, man. That ain't all my right. fault. All right, my bad. All right, sorry, yeah, about man. man. I ain't had to see all to call later. you off for not seeing cable. I, I'm just, I just felt attacked. We, we had uh, the bullet. We had bullet cable. We had some. Nigga, I was uh, watching. Joe, Hood. Wait, first you of all, ain't we the, you watched the Chappelle show. You no, was I in didn't. college at that point, man. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch TV when I was in college. Oh, okay. Damn. He was getting. He was doing that work, man. He was putting that work. Yeah. No, I was putting I was, on shows. And well, stuff. for me, when Faison brought up that point, I was like, "You got a point." I only recall season one with the black white supremacist, and then season two there was the whole uh, Charlie Murphy True Hollywood stories. As well as the uh, skit he did with uh, Tribe Called Quest. Uh, oh, yeah. Which? Uh, um, I mean, that whole second season was more memorable. Which season was, was Prince? Prince was second season. Prince okay. and uh, Prince and what? The, just the true Hollywood stories. Prince that, and the Rick James story was episode, season two. Okay. Two separate episodes. And then the one where, the he, where, where he was talking about how he, since he got famous, like people that used to shit on him. was like Season being, two. That's season two. Okay, yeah, it, that's most of what two I remember. Season two was also where he had uh, Wayne Brady on there playing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. episode <laughs> is like a parody of Training Day. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So like season two was mad memorable for all of those okay. reasons. Because I don't season one, I'm, I'm, and even still, it wasn't his comedy at that point. All of the things I just mentioned were other people's material. It was Wayne Brady. Mm. It was the, the, the it white was Charlie Murphy. One. The white supremacist season one. Oh. 
Trying to think. And he did kind of make uh, callbacks to it with his latest stand-up with uh, Equilibrium. Okay. Um, what about the Tupac one? The Tupac one was... I wrote this song a long time season ago. Season two. That was okay. season two, too. Right. That yeah, was that was shit. season two, too. But that shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but nah, I, I I wrote this song a long, long time t- ago. That shit is my... Boy, I die every time I see that shit. He said, Dave, go home. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit the table or the record, mate. Might skip, might skip. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this song a long time ago. Nah, Yo. Oh, down. so we've all seen the Tupac biopic. I just want to get into the debate because that's really what this podcast uh, is. We debate uh, our films that we've been watching or have watched or was current in, uh, in the news. I know, actually, let's just stick to something I know we've all seen. Bright. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, saying I didn't take, I didn't see the Independence Day angle in it at all. Uh, no, I didn't. Well, I didn't say it had an Independence Day it brought us you said it brought us back to that time oh uh oh as far as will smith playing those type of roles yeah yeah. like he's always the kind of yeah save the world you know a cop or some type of authority figure that's goofy yeah true that saves the day like that's that's who we've known or I would say as far as the blockbuster roles that Will Smith has taken, look, I Robot, Men in Black, where he's, yeah, true. he's that same guy all the time that's yeah. that's fighting this alien entity. <laughs> right, true. Or like I Robot, same thing. He's fighting machines and he's a cop that's kind of funny. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I felt like that was bright all over again. The way people trashed it was pretty ridiculous, but... I mean, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was the best film, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't outside of what we've seen Will Smith do. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if Will Smith's not playing the quirky cop that saves the world, I would rather him see him play that than to try to play the Nigerian doctor that's trying to save, <laughs> the, save NFL. the NFL. It's like I don't want to see that shit. I want to see you kick ass. True. Get out here True. and kick ass. Is that Will Smith? Yeah. His accent aside, though, like. That that story actually pisses me off every time I think about it. <laughs> not, not because of him, but because of what they, you know, what they did. Oh yeah, uh, what they did, yeah. yeah. But yeah. no, I mean, I'm just saying, as far as performance yeah. Yeah. is concerned, no, I like I would much rather see Will Smith kick the shit out of an alien yeah. than True. to see him yeah. be this what, what about washed up Nigerian. What what about uh, uh <laughs> that's trying to save your brain? Like I mean, what what about uh, like, uh Collateral Beauty Will Smith? Or, or uh, Hitch. I don't even no. like collateral. Hitch. Seven pounds. Hitch was actually actually Hitch really like Hitch. Cool. Focus. Yeah. Focus. That was the one. Other focus one. was good. Focus, but he was still kind of a goofy in Focus too. Yeah. Mm. And I like he can't uh, he can't escape that goofy. It's a part of him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's who he it is. felt I like he was who trying he to hide, it yeah. felt like he was trying to hide it in bright. He, or it, maybe it, the writing didn't call for no, it. I, he I was more, like he was, he was more cynical. And bright he was more cynical. Yeah. Bright he was caused him to be more cynical than anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He, he. It felt like he wanted to, but it was like they was like, no, we gotta <laughs> stick to the plan. Stick, exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. This isn't. This isn't. Uh. Bad boys. Yeah. This is the bad boys. He you said don't... this. Or, this is an orc, not Martin Lawrence. <laughs> 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 oh, this is an orc, not Martin Lawrence. Yeah. I. I agree. They I ain't gonna lie. Like, 
pulling them back a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I know we talked about reboots, but I, I want to see a Bad Boys three so bad. They still talking it, about it, man. I still want to see. They still, they still trying to come up with a script, part? but they got the TV series that Gabrielle's about to kick off in Miami, not right. Dwayne yeah. Wade. Back. Uh, they they finna bring it back. They gonna bring it uh, back. Okay. Yeah, so they gonna do that probably and then spin back into a movie by telling her story. Now that I make, do you all? I'm what, usually man? not What's one of the theories, huh? but do you all think that uh, Gabrielle knew about them going back to Miami? Which is why she I feel I feel like uh, I feel like she do be they, she she be look no, man there was already a conspiracy when uh actually it was a joke when they were playing Miami the Cavaliers and Dwayne Wade and LeBron James met with Udonis Haslam at half court and they was just talking for a while and everybody's like I wonder what they're talking about he's like they probably talking about going back to South Beach <laughs> <laughs> so uh so I mean essentially that could have been the convo I don't you never know I would man. I would be surprised because uh when he went when he left the Bulls to go back to Cleveland uh get, there's a I remember because it came on it was on Instagram because I follow D Wade on Instagram mm-hmm. and Gabby was on there like talking shit like so, like we ain't gonna be here too much longer, anyway. and like I forgot. <laughs> I, I, like she basically she was, was it about Chicago or about, yeah? She she uh, was oh, yeah, basically yeah. like implying like yeah, we finna go to Cleveland. Like she, like she was basically saying like he's going to Cleveland, yeah. wow. and I knew that shit was gonna happen, which why I was pissed why they gave him all that damn money. Technically, yeah. she could say whatever the fuck she want to, kind of like uh, John Legend wife can, True, and man. get away with that shit. I mean, she can just be speaking on his behalf. They can't penalize him for that shit, which is what's crazy about what happened to Colin Kaepernick. They try to penalize. To, uh, uh, Steph Curry over something Aisha Curry once said. Yeah, but she was criticizing the refs, and I, mean, I know that that's still the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. they tried to, but they they did they just made it an issue in the news, and people from the NBA was making you know they the they was making an issue about her talking shit about that on Twitter. She had a valid point because LeBron no, yeah. had like just walked over. You know, yeah, no, that was like, a bad play. Hanging, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and shit, like, yeah, no, nah, that was a bad play with him and Draymond. How he yeah. got him kicked out, man. And so, you know, LeBron, yeah, but LeBron got his ring. He got his ring. Yeah, we sagged way off of uh, Will Smith for a high second, but we, we about to go back to. <laughs> Speaking that, you was talking Instagram though. See how I did that? Will Smith Instagram. Being inspirational yeah. as fuck. You know what? Will Smith is the best thing that ever happened to Instagram. Shout out to Will Smith's Instagram. <laughs> it has it has proven to be almost better than his career. Mm. Damn. <laughs> I mean, he's, his career's made him a lot of money, though, so... You been uh, drinking that same tea Quincy Jones drinking? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I heard I, you on the uh, No, I the, kid. I, I heard kid. you on the Mouse Sauce podcast. No, 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 you no, was talking I'm, shit I'm about Tisha Campbell. No, I'm exaggerating Ooh. as in to just say that he's doing a phenomenal job yeah. on Instagram. No, like, yeah. Not even to think that Instagram is set up for it to be as entertaining, but the wisdom that that man has is just it's unbelievable. Like some of the things he have to say are really life changing, and some things that you would you should definitely consider. Just like your everyday, like if you're after something, mm-hmm. if you're after a dream, he's that guy that knows how to run after a dream. But like, that's not the new with Will Smith. He, you can that. look up YouTube videos of him talking mad inspirational shit during interviews. He don't do as many interviews as of late. I haven't seen him do that much, uh, even for no. Bright. I like mean, he didn't do, he ain't hit up like the Breakfast Club or any one, of that type of stuff. Like or, just man, just his yeah. like everyday 
like little pep talks he give himself. Like I want to be on the fly on the wall. It's like what you said, what you thinking? Because he's man, it's great stuff. Like it's I was watching him. He was hanging out with Jada. They was on uh yeah, just chilling on the boat. Yeah, on the boat. He was like, yeah, you gonna make me pretend like I'm here by myself, huh? That's relationship going like that. That's true. Man, yeah, and I'm assuming that that that's part of it too. I mean, he has a great family. So, oh true, yeah, true. Will Smith, man! Shout out to Will Smith, man. Oh, he yeah. did the remake of his son music video. Yeah, like I mean, he's really yeah he's he creative. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, like Will Smith is super creative. Like he's taking that Instagram thing almost, man, ten times better than Beyonce because Beyonce is pretty good on Instagram uh-huh. too, but she doesn't really speak. No, mm-hmm. but like Will Smith, you know, he's himself. He's funny, and he he doesn't appear to come off to be like celebrities do on Instagram. I always think like there's mm. a certain type of celebrity. There's a celebrity that wants to show you how much money they have. Uh-huh. And then there's the celebrity that's just a regular person with money. Will mm-hmm. Smith is just a regular, regular person, person with money. money. Yeah. He yeah. just has money. He he it's almost like he could probably not have it and still be just as happy as he is with it, but he just has it. Mm. And, but he's still the same guy. He's still will like he's still like, I Seeing don't think him I on could, Instagram reminded me of that. I yeah, like, like I feel like if I saw Will regular. Smith in the hallway, he would be that same. Like, what's up? Like, he would be that dude that you could just have a conversation with. Versus if it was somebody else, they would probably just walk past me because they don't know me and they mm. wouldn't think to speak or mm. they would be so elevated on that celebrity mm. status. Right. Well, Will Smith is just like, hey, I'm just a normal person. Like, I'm just a regular person. And even Tiffany, um, talk- I'm not. Uh, yeah, Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish. Haddish. Yeah, she talked about. Like, I mean, they were rich, but she was saying when they went on the Groupon thing, like, Jada and Will actually went on the Groupon with Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> and, was, and they went on, like, regular-ass people. Now, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett are not regular-ass people. Right. If we, they walked into this room right now, we would be like, oh, my God. Like, like we would go crazy, right? Right, true. But these people being the high like the high stars that they are like just their power alone right they was able to go on like a groupon and kick it <laughs> with regular people <laughs> hey that's I'm sure up. regular people are like what the hell is going on <laughs> will smith would they the take boat? a class was this the commercial no they were going on the alligator um oh i saw okay that was on they were going Instagram. on some type of alligator was... tour yeah where they yeah. showed or... you how to yeah how they how fed to, them yeah, how them they, yeah how they wrangled them they like you get on a boat and i guess you I guess it was some tour she was describing. And, oh, wow. And they, man, to, to know that they actually went, it just goes to show you what type of people they are. Like, cool, down to her. That's and that's just, why they've been married for so long. Yeah, that's why they've been married for so long. Because it, it's it's a connection, and it clicks yeah. really well. That will squash all of those rumors and conspiracies. Oh, yeah. Oh, for oh, sure. Because yeah. there's been rumors going on around about them for quite some time, about them just yeah. kind of stepping out on each other. Yeah. Um, but I mean, shout out to Will Smith and Jada Pickett for keeping that thing together as long as they have, especially in the public eye. Yeah, which mm. probably can't be easy. Oh yeah, sure, it's not easy. Especially everybody modeling they love after yours. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make sure my thing is right, and you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, Will Smith is great on Instagram. Like, I'm so glad I followed him. I'm following him right now. It's so great. Everybody should follow him? Will Smith you on Instagram. Following him? Everybody. Don't make me feel if bad. If you don't Listen. watch his movies, at least follow him on Instagram, okay? <laughs> and, and you know what? Now that I think about it, like, I feel like a horrible person that I didn't follow Will Smith. And this and this is why. Because you gotta follow Will Smith. 
because when I was a kid watching Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like, so being the nerdy kid who wasn't used to like roasting and stuff like that, like my all the basis of every joke and everything I got was from watching Fresh Prince of Bel Air and Martin. Mm-hmm. Now, like I pretty and then like especially when Will Smith started doing um, what was the movie when we, we when they did Bad Boys. I was like, damn, I was like, this dude's cool as hell. I like low key like started like 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 kinda like modeling myself after like some of his characters. I was like, I think this dude like I wanna be funny like this guy, whatever, da 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 da. And like that's why I'm like, damn, late as hell on uh hitting that follow button. But um It's all good, man. Um yeah, no, nah, he has. He, so yeah, bright isn't all that bad from my perspective. It I, wasn't that I didn't bad. hate it. It just I didn't was, hate it. I didn't love it. But yeah, it, was it, cool. it left you a lot to the imagination, and it did set itself up well for being able to have a truly uh, a follow. Oh yeah, the fact so. that they're coming back yeah, is man. Do y'all know how incredible that is? Yeah, like a sequel coming back with an A-list actor, and it's not in the theater. Yeah, yeah, and it's not on TV. Like it's on a like a a streaming VOD. service yeah 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 because they had they had it's ordered so season amazing. two they ordered season two like before it yeah. even came out, came out yeah yeah, yeah like, the day before amazing. it came out in fact it yeah was announced. yeah that, that's amazing like that really is amazing like i mean i would hate to think that theaters would close down but just like if that becomes more of a successful thing mm-hmm like, I think then it open the door for but, people like you. Well, if I you, think, that, if you want to make that, you I know, would hope that they anybody they wanting to be they independent. Don't shut down the theater experience. Nah, you got the movie that. pass that's yeah. been created where you can spend like I think it's $10, 15 dollars a month, and you can go to see a movie as many times as you want. Oh, okay. Because oh uh, yeah, I mean I ain't gonna lie. I, I mean I love I like the I love VOD, but I love the v- yeah. the theater experience. Like, yeah, I like seeing movies in three D. I like being in the IMAX. You know, watching you know Black Panther or two questions before we sign off okay um this back to training wheels training um wheels. your your latest uh film that's in post-production currently what what and on its way to film festivals let's put that into the universe mm-hmm. uh and uh my question to you is why a kind of a, a sci-fi a super supernatural in a way um and where are you going to watch Black Panther? Um, <laughs> I need somebody to actually go and see Black Panther with. Um, if you're listening, oh, you're not on Facebook Live no more. If you're listening, <laughs> you know, Santa's looking for uh, a partner, <laughs> a date to go check out. Um, but yeah, I I haven't um I haven't bought tickets Black to Panther. go see it yet. What really? Yeah, I okay. haven't because um you know. I know a lot of people are looking forward to all our African American brothers and sisters being in one place and one at one time mm. together. Yeah. But me, on the other hand, would like it to be a little chill in the theater when I watch Black Panther oh, because yeah. I want to enjoy the movie. So I was thinking about probably seeing like a matinee, like an early morning, probably early morning Friday, so I could just miss that rush mm. of people <laughs> that's gonna be in the theater wearing dashikis. I heard like I heard so many things. 
Oh, we, that's gonna happen. Bringing the heroes to hell, yeah. yeah. They, 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 they dropping shit. rose petals and shit. Yeah, like they, they get crazy. <laughs> so I was like, man, I mean, I want to see the movie, but I want to make sure I enjoy the movie. Right. Well, so, I'm I'm going to see it like two or three times that weekend. Oh, you, I already got time? I got two different two different times. I'm going with you know two different groups. So oh wow, yeah, he he went low key with that. That's cool. Yeah, you ain't give us no notice or nothing like that. You ain't say, yo, I'm going twice. Would you like to go? I, well, I'm going three. I can go a third time. Shit, uh, let me know what's up. Hey, I get this. Yeah, hey, I, right, I haven't bought You taking off work three. Friday? No, no, I'm going after work. Oh, okay. When does it come out? Next Friday, right? Uh, Thursday, technically. Well, Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, see, yeah, see, I was trying to maybe catch, maybe try to catch like a Friday morning. If you, if there you do There is thir- a screening you- on the 11th, in fact, in Chicago um, that would be taking place. Uh, at the River North. Oh, River um, North. Um, yeah, it's being put on by a group. Urban Prep. Urban Prep. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's for a school group. Yeah. Yeah, Urban Prep. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're they're putting on a what? They're just, just doing an early release screening for the kids. Uh, it's a fundraiser slash fundraiser, so it's like twenty five dollars for a ticket. But it's going to the school. It's a. Oh, school. okay. It's a high school. Oh, that's something. That would be an interesting experience in and of itself, too. Yeah, I should probably do that, and then I could avoid the whole. I can avoid the whole like uh, <laughs> cars. That's what we were looking up earlier, like cars. Because um, I mean, because people just, you know, I've I've been to see black films in theaters, and sometimes you just come across some people that just will not just oh, yeah. be cool. Mm-hmm. Like you just be like, oh man, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. It's, it's the jury is still out on Black Panther. Okay. What else did you ask me? And first? Training Wheels, sci-fi, sci, uh, supernatural. What was the what? Why oh, that? Oh, the inspiration behind it. Is um, it the comic book craze, or is it something un uncharted for you? Um, no, it, it uh something you always so, wanted to do. No, so uh, so I got the idea from Training Wheels because the story is inspired by um the relationship that I have with my dad. So. Um, one particular uh, incident that happened um, when I was contemplating on whether I was going to write about this. Uh, I had just moved into my apartment. This was this time last year in January. Um, I first apartment had moved in, moving my stuff in. My dad was over putting together my TV stand for my apartment, um, and it was like 9:30 a.m. So around 10.30 a.m. when my mother got there, um, my dad was like, hey, I, I need to go get a drink. I'm tired of putting the TV stand together. I'll be right back. <laughs> and I said, okay. I said, well, we'll see you when you get back. And um, as we're going and moving things and putting stuff together and all of that, I noticed that my dad didn't come back. And we hadn't really heard from him. It was like 9.30, like at night. We hadn't heard from him at all. He just, like, left and was never, like, we never heard from him until... 9:30, and when I finally talked to him on the phone, I said, "Dad, where you at?" I said, "I thought you was coming. I thought you said you was going to go get a drink and you was coming back." And he was like, "Well, I'm driving, and I don't know where I am. I don't. I don't know how to get back to your apartment. I don't know. I don't know how to get there." And I said, "Are you serious?" And this is this is how crazy that is because my father is a he used to be a truck driver, mm-hmm. so he knows exactly like he he used to read maps for a living. So my mm-hmm. dad. Now I know he's been into something, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> he can't find his he way back his to bearings. my apartment, right? Can't chart the stars. Exactly. So, uh, uh, so we hang up the phone after I f- figure out something is definitely wrong with him or whatever. I tell my mom what's going on, and then we get another phone call. It's from the police department, 
uh, police department says that my dad has ran into two parked cars and we have to go pick him up. So, so this is like the first day I moved into my apartment. <laughs> so just imagine um, having to leave all of that like newness and me having to be mm-hmm. excited about being, you know, this new chapter of my life to having to go be there for my father because he's done something crazy. And I remember sitting in the car and um, he was in the back seat. My mom was dealing with some paperwork from the police officer. And I was just sitting there just, you know, furious, just angry and just wondering, like, what could be going through his head? Like, what was going through your mind to, mm-hmm. to make these type of decisions that do these type of things to you? And this could have been a lot worse. Luckily, you hit two parked cars, but imagine if they were moving, and would you have been able to walk away from that? Right. Like, when you think about it on that level, it becomes like a serious thing. Um, so I was sitting there just thinking, like, man, like, you know, what is this guy wrestling with? What's what's going on? What What is he not talking about that he needs to talk about? Because if he keeps making decisions like this, he won't be around. Um, and that's where the idea from Training Wheels came from. I really didn't mean to go in the sci-fi direction, but I thought about being able to tap into somebody else's brain to know what they're thinking, to see what are they not telling me and um, how could I better equip myself to be um, a help mate for this person because this person is making decisions that are outside of my realm of like influence because I don't know what's really going on inside mm. their head. Um, and when I thought about training wheels, I thought about all those things that I had to overcome with my father as far as just accepting him for who he is um, and not developing any type of resentment towards him because he was making those type of decisions. Um, and decisions, you know, and I've had conversations with other adults as like myself that ha- has they've had some problems with their parents and they kind of hold kind of like a, oh, well, I just cut my dad off or I just cut my mom off because they're not doing what I would like them to do or they're not supporting me the way I would like them to support me. And my dad had some issues. He just had some issues that um, I had to grow into the knowledge of and really understand in order to, to continue to love him because if I didn't know those things, I wouldn't have the heart to reach out and be a better person for him because he just needed that better person. And it's selfish of me to just sit back and tell him to be 100% for me, but Mm -hmm. not give it in return. Mm -hmm. So once I got past the selfish part of me, (laughs) him just, you know, me just wanting him to be a certain man for me because he wasn't that man and he's the only dad that I have. It's like, okay, do I just be grateful for the dad that I have and just honor him while he's still alive, even though he's not doing the best that he could do or he's not 100%, would I regret not making that decision? Mm-hmm. When he's gone, will I regret that? <clears throat> so that type of love, in my opinion, um, resonates to a child, and that's why I wrote Training Wheels from a little girl's perspective because mm-hmm. in some ways to my father, I'm still a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> and I still want him to be my dad like I still look at him in that way you know I'm I'm looking at him as a woman but in my heart of hearts Mm -hmm. I'm still a little girl and that's still my daddy so when you put it in perspective like that um that's 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 the realness of it and I crafted training wheels every little decision that I made about the film I made it with purpose and I wanted to make that little girl a little girl because you know 
kids don't care what their daddies is doing. Like, they will take your daddy back. They they don't understand, you know, the world yet. They just mm-hmm. want the person. Yeah. They just want they just want the person. No matter what they do, they can be a horrible father. I remember when my actual biological father hadn't been in my life at all. Bought me a pair of shoes, and I was so excited because he bought the pair of shoes. My mother was looking at me like, if you only knew this nigga ain't done nothing for you. <laughs> Your whole life, he yeah. ain't done a damn thing. You up here excited about some shoes. But uh, but when you're a kid, that's all you care that's about. How you, that's all you care about. All you care about is the time spent, the moments, yep. what you and daddy finna do. We finna go to the park. We don't, we don't care about nothing but exactly. that good time. So... That's why I chose to use training wheels as a a little girl that can see inside her dad's mind instead of it being in real life where I can't see what's inside my dad's mind, nor am I privy to what he's thinking because he really chooses probably not to communicate those things with me or doesn't feel comfortable communicating those things with me. But it's better for me to understand where he's at and I can love him appropriately mm-hmm. versus just getting upset and breaking the relationship and then you going into some months of therapy that you really can avoid if you just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talk yeah. to your loved one and just be like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? True. So, yeah, we just got to get smarter at loving people. So that's that's what Training Wheels is all about. That's what, how I came up with the idea. I love it. That's beautiful. <laughs> it is. It is. That's beautiful. Yep. Well, so. thank you for joining us on uh, this Take of Films D. Uh, yeah. Thank you for Thank y'all for having listening. me. Yeah, I appreciate it coming fun. out. Yeah. This was enlightening. <laughs> Great. Yeah, Thank you for true. sharing the knowledge that you shared with us uh, as well as with our audience. Um, we definitely will keep an eye out for any of the film shooting in our neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be some things that's called leaflets. They're mm. called leaflets. They, they either put them on your door or they'll hang them up on like lampposts, trees. I be I be thirsty for them to film somewhere. It's just like Chicago Fire, PD, yeah. Med, Empire. It's a couple of little pilots. I think it's like three pilots. Chicago's gonna be a busy city this year. That's for, what's up, like, man. I'm TV glad. Shows. Yeah, I know it's like three pilots coming here for sure. And it was rumored that Jordan Peele would be here to shoot Ooh. a extension of Tales from the Hood, but. Mm, is it Tales it. from the Crypt? It's either Tales Tell, from the Hood, Tales from uh, the Crypt, but like doing, a um, series. Really? Oh, he's doing yeah, the twi- I like thought it was the Twilight Zone. I thought he was doing the Twilight it's Zone. It's something in he it. got No, it's the CBS uh, gave him a deal to do the, a reboot of Twilight yeah, Zone. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, some Tales from the Crypt, because everybody's saying something different. I'm like, Jordan Peele going to be here? What are you doing? But <laughs> now he's starting to sway back into the whole realm of, I think I might do a Get Out too. But but so even if he could, does do a I get mean, out too, I'm all for it. Like, I don't even know where are they at in this in this show. Like where I mean in the movie and get out. Um, Chris escapes with the TSA. No, but where's uh, oh, Little Rail's character in? Is it, oh, he's talking York, about York. when he's back in at New the, York. Yeah, when he's okay. back at the uh, the apartment. But we don't know. I mean, it could be in they Chicago didn't, because we, there wasn't a lot, a lot of inter, uh, exterior from where Little Rail was. Yeah. No, nah, we really it it was implied that he was working in a major city somewhere. He, no, 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 because the I'm sorry. No, the uh the the happened the shit. The, <laughs> <laughs> the place where the everything went down, they had they said the name at the beginning of the movie. Cuz at one Rose 
like they drop name drop a city or a location like upper New York or something. Oh, okay. Like that. So they might have. They might have. But we don't know where everybody in the sunken place lives. So I mean, no, that's, that's what I mean. No, but oh, I'm talking yeah, about yeah, all the yeah, other yeah, people yeah. that she oh, got brought yeah, up yeah, in. Yeah. Oh, we don't know where they at. They could. It'd be crazy. If they send send someone like that after Chris. That would be shut him down. I mean, that's essentially what the part two could be like. I mean, it's 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 worse than Scream. (laughs) Well, better than Scream. Better than Scream in terms of the trilogy. That that movie was Uh, like the realest fucking horror scenario of any like, especially black. I was like, (laughs) like ever it made it. I'm just I'm I'm silly though, but. Still, I don't look at some white suburbia the same no more. Like, nah, I can't fuck around out here. Like, <laughs> Becky, you got some. I need. I need to know about about <laughs> your. I need to know about your. <laughs> <Becky> <laughs> <be gone. laughs> I need. I need to know about the history of your family. Like, you cool. You seem cool, but. Oh, I think somebody. I don't know. Yeah, we our time up. Um, right. but uh, yeah, yo, uh. Thank you for joining us, San Nicole. I appreciate no, it. No, thank you um, for having me. Thank you guys for being here because I know it was hard in this weather. Everybody showed up. And so um, this has been another take of Films D. Follow us, subscribe at FilmsD.com. Um, check out San Nicole online on Twitter at San Nicole. S A N I C O L E. Yes. Um, you can find all our work um, also at. Uh, what? Uh, you can go to Vimeo, Vimeo.com slash Santa Nicole. Okay. Um, my Facebook is Santa Nicole. Just type in Santa Nicole anywhere. Yeah, Google. Uh, on Twitter, on Instagram. It's all Santa Nicole, so it, it can't, it's not confusing. So if you type in S-A-N-I-C-O-L-E, um, you'll find uh, me somewhere. Also, there is a, on Facebook, there's a Training Wheels short film fan page. You can go there and get updates on the film. Um, I'm going to try my best to keep it updated. <laughs> I'm so busy updating my personal pages, but uh, that's where uh, everybody that um, wants to know some updates about Training Wheels is there. Our Indiegogo ended like a couple of days ago. So, I mean, I think people still can still donate on the Indiegogo if you want. Um, the Indiegogo link is on the Training Wheels short film Facebook fan page. So if you want to find the link, it's on there. Um, and check us out and and wish us the best. That's the beauty of hitting your fundraising goal. You can keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, thank you again. And uh, thank you to everybody listening to Films D. We out. Peace. 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 Peace.